That's one of our more powerful blacks. No guarantees. When I was both, she was being a tease. Four pockets full, now she's down on her knees. Whoa, 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 whoa. Baby, gonna hit it and send it to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm a hit it and send it to baby. That's how I get when this life get too crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this project is going, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, I guess. Um. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties. It is the Kid XAB. She man distinguished to God. Um, all man moment. Yeah, I got two. Um, <laughs> Just loading it up yeah, at the top, yeah, huh? Yeah, I got two. So, you know, um, shout out to all of our New York City um, uh, homeless population, uh, our crackheads, uh, people who uh, take meth, angel dust, perks, Xanax, all that shit. Um I appreciate y'all because you guys really humble a lot of us who are not necessarily going through those things or, and, or if we are going through those things, we're not abusing those things. Um, but I think it's very important that if you are on like heavy doses of drugs that you remember who the fuck you ask uh, money uh, from, especially in the span of a week, you're supposed to keep like a tally of I, right, who, you know, who, you know, you asked bread for, and then they gave it to you. And then you know, next week you remember not to ask that person again. Cause you just asked them last week. So I don't think it works like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me neither. So it, it was a, and I'm ve- like, when it comes to remembering who I gave money to, especially on the street, I have a very good memory. So the, uh, it was an elder. I would say she is about, let's see, this woman is probably like five, two. I would give her like, she's in her early seventies. Um, and basically the same story she gave me, the same story she gave me last week. The story that she gave me this week was, Hey brother, so I got hit by a car a few days ago, and I'd really appreciate it if you helped me get a ten dollar ticket to go to go back to Long Island. When I first heard the story, I was like, "Damn, that story sounds crazy." She did have a cane; her leg was fucked up. I said, "You know what? Let me give her ten dollars." And she comes into the store that I go to all the time and get my uh, smoothies. And then she asked me again. I hadn't seen her in like two weeks. Now I thought she would have remembered me, 
I told her my, my name, my government name. We had a great conversation. She came back again, and I was like, Miss, I gave you $10 for the same situation. I said, your legs still ain't get fixed? No, baby, but I do remember you giving me the $10. I said, yeah. She was like, yeah, it's just hard out here. I'm just trying to get the $10 to get back to Long Island. I said, yeah. She's like, well, God bless you. I said, God bless you, too. She's like, no, God really bless you, because you remembered that. I said, yeah, I did. So, yeah. So, if you asking people for money, you, you got to remember who you asking money for. I, I know that's not a part of the game, but you got to try, because I remember. Okay, I don't know how many times you're going to tell me you got hit by a car. I don't know how many times you're going to ask me for a $10 ticket to get back on the LIR. Okay? Listen. <laughs> okay. Some of these folks get rich off these... these uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. These stories that they may not remember they told people... Right. Weeks in uh in a row. Some some of them get getting rich off of that, so... Uh, right. And my last, my, my last all man actually happened... As I was on my way to the podcast today. So, I don't know if I look like uh, Father Africa with my shirt out. I look like I killed a bunch of uh, lions uh, to get some brand new uh, food and comfort in the wilderness. But Listen, your nipple slipped out a couple times. I nipple, didn't want to say nothing. nipple definitely did slip out. Uh, <laughs> there was an African woman um, that approached me with her son. Um, I was in Dunkin' Donuts. I was trying to get my mango fruit smoothie blast, you know. When they put the fake mango syrup in there and I had to get the real banana. You know, I need my banana in there. And okay. And the lady's like, hey, brother, can you buy a, 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 a vanilla shake for my son? I said, no, sister, I don't have it. Proceeded to get to the register. And then the son is there waiting for me to count my change and asking me, can, I, can he get the change? Now I'm looking at him. She's on the phone talking in whatever language she's talking in. And I'm getting slightly annoyed because the son is moving closer to me. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not your father. And then a part of me wanted to, you know, uh, tell her, can you get Zimbabwe away from me? Right. I don't want, I don't, I don't. That, that's racist. <laughs> Black people can't be racist. I can't. I don't know I, who told you that. I, I, I can't, I can't be beside him right now. He's fucking me up with what I'm trying to do with the lady at the cash register. Cause I'm trying to talk to her. She's talking to me. And then he's like trying to talk to me at the same time. And he asks me again. And I'm just like, damn, like, can we get Matumbe away from me right now? Like, I don't know why. That's racist, too. <laughs> I don't know why why he's still doing this. I'm getting annoyed. And then I'm leaving, and then she gives me, like, this, like, I guess, like, this face. And it's like, maybe you do this every day with white people, but I'm not here to help out today. And I just walked out. I don't know where she got the coverage to be like, hey, can you buy him this to not know good afternoon or just, hey, can you buy? No. I mean, no. sometimes it's okay not to help. Right. Sometimes so, it's okay not to help. Yeah, so between, you know, the, the crackhead and African, I don't know. But both of y'all got to get it together. They may not have even been African. I don't. No, the, the lady was African. The, 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 the second lady was African. Okay. The, the black lady, I mean, she was a crackhead. She didn't remember her story. She don't have a nationality because oh no, her nationality's crack. No, she's black. Oh okay, yeah, she's All black. Right. You know what I mean, somebody help our sister Bethune. Bethune. Okay, well, thank <laughs> thank you for those contributions to the show. <laughs> Probably getting canceled now. <laughs> Niggas just want to be racist today. Coming at homeless people. I don't know, dogs. I don't know. It's not for me. Um. My all man moment. Oh boy. 
uh, has a lot to do with success and how much I realize I want success. So I, I think uh, it was over the weekend or it might have been during the week last week. I had asked a bunch of people um, in our dad had some bow ties private group chat um, what the, their idea of success was. And as people were explaining their versions of it, some people hit me up on the on uh, the one on one and was like, well, what is your version of success? And I think I might have put it in a group chat, but I, I basically defined it as overachievement. And when me and my friend had a long conversation about that um, and she was basically like trying to explain like you know, like maybe you put too much pressure on yourself. And as much as I agree, right now I feel like fuck that. I feel like we dream, and it's funny because sometimes Get we the applause do, going because, uh, yeah, it's fuck that. It's funny because we dream sometimes with restrictions. Now, dreaming is the only time where you can. <laughs> Your imagination really runs wild. I mean, besides when you just let it run wild. um, But that's also called daydreaming. But, like, you create superheroes in your head. You create wealth beyond your imagination. You create the perfect day, the perfect date, the perfect people. Perfect partner. But. Perfect ass. In that, sometimes we also add restrictions. And so what this weekend, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, um, reminded me because I don't necessarily get a lot from conferences and festivals and all of those things. But one thing that I constantly am reminded about when I do go to and participate in some of these things is to dream without the restrictions and to really go hard for the success without any variable, well, you know, it's going to take this amount of time to do this, or it's going to take this amount of capital, or this really is not going to work out because X, Y, and Z, nah, fuck all that. I'm going to sit, define success the way I want to define it, and really, truly, I think, go for it without any restrictions in my mind about how it can happen, or if it can happen, or what may stop it from happening. Um, and that doesn't mean that I'm going to be unrealistic because I think a lot of people get the two things misconstrued. Um, but I think I really want to, instead of sitting down and making goals with restrictions in mind in terms of, all right, well, in order to do that, I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z. I think I want to just define an actual goal and through that, find the ways to get there, the steps that will eventually fall into place because that's what tends to happen is when you put a goal up um, without just saying like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could reach it or not. You just put it out there. Your mind tends to just find ways to make it come to fruition. Like, and we've seen that in real life. Like the office that we're in right now literally was a manifestation of that. That happened because we sat and we said, yo, this person trying to play us, that person is wilding. This person is asking for too much money, but we'll find exactly what we're looking for. And literally maybe like two weeks after that office fell into our lap. So 
that's where my all man is because I'm really feeling like I want to define success the appropriate way, not the way I've been doing it. And I want to just make sure that we knock it out. But um, let me just add to that. Let a nigga not have to pay no more bills. <laughs> Let a nigga car note be fully paid off. Let a nigga no longer got to pay for insurance. Let's say he paid us just six, seven months in advance. Let a nigga no longer got to worry about his main job being the only stream of income. Mm. That going to see a whole different nigga. I'm talking about the both of us. That going to see completely too. Y'all thought we was animals. We don't even know what that really means. Honestly, we don't know. Y'all gonna see a whole nother fucking It's not side. even let a nigga because it's gonna happen. Straight savagery, it, y'all. You know it, what the fuck we talking about? It's happening. Like, I just, I want to be unrecognizable by the end of the journey that I'm about to put myself that's on. That's it. Like, I don't want anybody. I want people to be like, yo, ex? Yeah, that's me. What's that's good? Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, the energy. Granted, I think that the energy that is brought wherever myself and and you go, it changes the room, it brightens Facts. things up, people enjoy our company. It's not about that. It's about inner now. It's about what I want mm-hmm. and, and what my success looks like. It's not about what I bring to other people. I think mm, go deep. for the longest time, I've defined myself by what I've been able to do for other people. And it wasn't until COVID, it wasn't until 2020 mm. that I was able to actually sit down and be like, what is for me? And even in 2020, even when fucking COVID hit and the world was on fire, my ass was still hitting people up like, yo, I'll go grocery shopping for you. I was like, in the same shirt. What, what you need? I'll go out and risk with, with a fucking underlying condition. I'll go out and risk myself and go get groceries for you for the betterment of your situation right i'll go i put on my gloves i put on my mask i don't really know what the fuck is going on out here but i'll go to target like oh your birthday's coming up all right i'm gonna go get you some ear pods right i can't get it online because they backed up they said i gotta go in person right i gotta go to the store and see if it's in the store Shit. right like so like even in 2020 i didn't really cater to myself and and pour into me only i still was pouring into others. Mm. It wasn't until 2021 mm. where I said, oh, I'm going to take that six-month hiatus from everybody. Let's go. That I was pouring into myself. Real life. And now it's just a matter of, let's do that without any restrictions. <sighs> let's do that without any number attached to the amount of months. Let's do it until we just reach what it is that we want to reach. Let's go. And that's really what it is. Let's go. Huh? It's fucking hunting season, y'all. Listen. These are the last few days of summer. What the fuck are y'all doing? What are you doing about what you said you was going to do starting January 1st? A lot of y'all ain't start shit. You only got less than four, five months left in this bitch. What are you doing? Yeah, it's almost over. To get to your goals. You made a promise to yourself and you've been shitting on yourself for mad long. You've been making excuses. You've been holding back. And then you've been blaming people that ain't got shit to do with what the fuck you trying to do. And time ain't waiting for nobody. That's it. You see what's happening. You got, you got, you got baby fathers killing baby mothers. You got women running into fucking buildings over exes. Shit is crazy. It's not a game. You got people out here getting life sentences for killing people. What are you doing? Let's get into the show, man. 
So you went to some spot called Weed Together? Yeah. Uh, weed yeah. Be Good Together, rather? Yeah. <laughs> weed Go Well Together. Oh, you okay. My fault. Shout out, uh, shout out to Dom. Shout out to the team. Shout out to High Like a Lady. Shout out to Living Single. Um, it was a beautiful experience. But big shout out to our good friend Mia. Shout out to Mia. X- mm. XAB and I met Mia several years back at a, at a conference um, in D.C. Uh, beautiful sister. Uh, it's been amazing to see her growth these last four or five years. She's doing the damn thing. So, yeah, Mia recommended me to uh, go to it. And, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Dom, their creator, reached out to me. And we had a long conversation. And um, even though Dom wasn't there in person, um, Dom's team definitely held it down. So shout out to her team. So it's good to know that you can leave somewhere, still leave people in charge and shit, just go a certain way. So I went and uh, it was very, uh, was very different, you know, um, and I was corrected this morning by Dom. This was not a speed dating mixer. This was not a speed dating. This was a singles mixer. So it was just a bunch of single people in the room and we had amazing food. Uh, we had amazing drink. And you like who you like. And you just like who you like. And I, I definitely enjoyed myself. I had a great time. I didn't smoke on premises, even though you could have. I didn't smoke. Uh, I was like, if I smoke and then we got CBD, I'm going to be all fucked up. So let me just, let me choose <laughs> one of the greater uh, evils. Choose your character. Exactly. So <laughs> I chose I chose to just be CBD'd out. And uh, probably when I left, I probably had about maybe 20, 25 grams in me. Um, but I was cool. Um, a few of the women at the table was definitely faded. <laughs> they they was out of it. Um, I, I did speak to a beautiful young lady from Guyana. We had an amazing conversation. Um, and yeah, the vibe was good. The venue was lit. Uh, like I said, the food was A1. And yeah, it was definitely great. There was a lot of conversations revolving like um, income and, you know what I mean, uh, police brutality. It, it was some deep shit going on around weed and fucking liquor. And I was like, this is interesting. Um, a lot of the questions definitely revolved around sex, and I was like, interesting. But I also noticed that the higher some people got, that kind of like opened up those pathways. You know, people felt a bit more loose, a bit more comfortable. You know, it's so it's so random. On the first date, you're speaking to somebody, they're talking about their last sexual encounter. People asking, "Where's the weirdest place you had sex?" You know, I told them where. You know, you know, I didn't tell them all my weird places, but you know, I done did some weird shit in the city. Broad daylight type shit, but yeah, you know, didn't get caught. So hey, it's 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 it's, it's great. Yeah. So shout out to we go okay. together. I definitely would go <clears throat> to it again, and I think this time I would go with. Uh, I tried to invite my fellas, and none of the niggas I invited <laughs> came out. One dude asked me about it, and then he just didn't show up. I'm like, I'm gonna just invite women, cause it was more women than than men. That's what we need anyway. Fuck it. I'll be back the next time they have it. So it was great. I'm glad I went. And I definitely bagged. Y'all know me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was necessary. It wasn't. Information. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, this weekend, I spent my weekend at InvestFest. Oh, uh, okay. Earn Your Leisure. Okay. At InvestFest this weekend. So second annual. Was the keynote speaker, right? Steve Harvey, Tyler Perry. Oh wow! Um, Rick Ross closed it out. Oh. Ti, uh, DJ Envy, and Dame Dash sat on a panel. Oh wow! Uh, Charlemagne was supposed to be there, but he did not show up, and I am curious to know why. But um, I guess his quote unquote replacement. They had uh, one of a tech, a black tech genius, um, in his place. 
And they basically spoke about Web3, which is essentially the pathways of NFTs and the metaverse and this new digital space that we are entering that is not Web1 and Web2. Um, so Web1, I guess, would be like the basic internet, which is kind of like when browsing the internet um, became popular, Google, things like that. And then Web2 is more so this phase that we are probably, I guess, just exiting, which is like social media, um, interfacing with the internet from that capacity. And now we're entering Web3, which is NFTs, the blockchain, um, and more of this interaction of the internet and the real world kind of meshing together a lot more fluidly. So um, they spoke about that. And I think that that was probably one of the more insightful uh, conversations. One thing about conferences and festivals like these, uh, you shouldn't go into them thinking that you're going to get some breaking ground, breaking like breakthrough information. Um, nine times out of 10, you're going to get some shit that's going to sound very generic. Like the keynote speakers are not, not going to sit down and be like, listen, you need to go and invest in X, Y, and Z right now, because that's going to blow up in six months. Now, there were a couple of people that did kind of give hints to where they think the next boom is. Uh, DJ Envy mentioned something about, uh, if you want to invest in real estate, you should probably start looking towards Milwaukee. Um, he also mentioned uh, Chicago near Obama's library um, and a few other places. So I guess there are some developmental booms that are happening in real estate that seem to be primed to happen in those areas. But there were a couple of definitely interesting uh, panelists that met, that dropped some gems. But overall, I think what I get from these things, and it's funny because I spoke to one of my uh, friends a long time ago who was a serial conference goer like she just went to every conference imaginable for like two years straight um but one thing that I did get from it was like the reinvigoration in terms of focus and goals and like making whatever quote-unquote dream you have a reality and not restricting it like I spoke about earlier um to what you might think is possible because when you change the goalpost of what you think is possible, then it becomes possible. Mm. Like when you stick to, oh, well, I don't think I could be the biggest podcaster in the world because like, what's the chances of that? You keep yourself in that fishbowl yeah. and you'll never get out of it because you don't even believe it's possible. So how is anybody else going to believe it? How is it ever going to present itself or how are you ever going to see the pathway to get there? If you don't think it exists, yeah. I say the same thing about love and relationships and romance, right? Like if you don't believe in romance, if you don't believe in love, if you don't believe in relationships, you're never going to find it because you don't think it exists. So you're going to continue to find yourself in a closed off area and you're going to continue to find the people that validate that belief that you don't think love, love exists. It isn't until you start to soften that edge up and be like, all right, I want to believe in romance, I want to believe in love, and I want to believe this exists, that you'll start to see the things that you want and, the, and you'll start to bump into the people that actually fulfill that that uh, role for you. So um, same thing. I think that that's a, the, the most powerful thing that I got from it. Um, 
And also that a lot of these niggas think that, that they are fucking superstars just because they got like a, a show in their, their own Invest Fest stage. And some of them are superstars, I guess, in their own right. But there were some like weird, goofy shit that, that was going on at some points too. But not Earn Your Leisure. Earn Your Leisure definitely uh, some some dope dudes. I love what they're doing. Um, another positive thing that I got from Invest Fest was I've been doing like a social media content. I don't want to call it a cleanse, but somewhat uh, inspired by what we spoke about a long time ago. Where you were talking about like you were unfollowing like a hundred people. Oh yeah, a day. I was doing that like a, yeah, hundred people a day was crazy. Um, but now I'm kind of just going through my list of who I'm following and looking at the content that those people provide me with. And if the content is not feeding what I want to do, I'm unfollowing. Like I'm not talking about friends. I'm not talking about family. I'm talking about there was probably a phase in my life, maybe like 2014, 15, where I was just following people. Like when Instagram first came out, I was just following people. And so like all of that is still remaining. And now as I go through my list, I'm like, this doesn't serve what I'm doing now. Like there might have been a time as a rapper where I was following mad models, thinking that I would reach out to them at some point to have them in a video. Or, or, or fuck possibly. No, that's you. That's you. You you, you had mentioned that on the podcast. I was was trying to do business. Oh, I'm I'm just being real. (laughs) But yeah, sometimes... We're not going to do business with all of... We're not going to do business with every single Sometimes you're following somebody thinking that something is going to go a certain type of way. Absolutely. But but yeah, I had to unfollow. Like, I had to be like, yo, I'm following mad chicks. For what? That don't feed anything worth what I'm doing. I'm following mad niggas. That don't feed anything for which I'm I'm trying to do, so y'all niggas gotta go. So um, yeah, that was that was Invest Fest. Um, I don't know if anybody else has like any like specific questions, but you can always DM me. But as the good brother said, we had Tyler Perry, we had we had Rick Ross, we had the uh, Wall Street Trapper. Um, a lot of these black up and coming investors that have been, I guess, blowing up in the last year, like, you know, earn your leisure, I guess, was like the first, the head of the pack in terms of black men talking about investments, yeah. talking about. They changed the game on that. Yeah. Talking about money, talking a, about enriching. And then a bunch of others just started popping up, too. And so now they're like a coalition. So they all kind of stick together. It makes sense. Yep. Earn Your Leisure says we don't call ourselves a podcast because then that confines us to being a podcast. We just call ourselves Earn Your Leisure. And now it's a brand. And now we have people underneath the brand. Now we have different shows underneath the brand. It makes sense. It makes sense. So um, and that's what, and that's what's going to happen with the fucking boys. Yeah. Plans is in the work. We, we can't tell you everything, but we've been giving y'all gems for six fucking years. We got some stake in the game. Don't be deceived by followers or don't be deceived by who's following. Just know we're putting in work. And just know there's more shit happening behind the scenes of what the fuck we post online. Believe what the fuck I'm telling you. His dad has some bow ties. Don't you ever forget it. Pete and Kim Kardashian are done. I Over with. I know it. I know it. I mean, that was never going to last. Yeah. That. First of all, 
I was telling somebody this at a hookah spot I was at the other day. Where Kim is mentally, Pete is not there. Pete was not there. And it took Pete breaking up with him to realize that he was never going to be there with her. Number two, if you like really, 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 really pay attention. There's been a there's been a shift in how Kim has been acting since she's been with Pete. I was listening to somebody talk and I was like, yo, they're right. Kim has gotten back to her old white girl ways fucking with, with Pete. Saying all type of silly shit. Doing all type of funny ass, like, you know, videos. And I think that's a part of Kim. That's not really who Kim is now. Kim is a mother. Um, Kim had all these years with Kanye West, who influenced her dramatically on multiple levels. And I mean that on multiple levels. And that's on multiple levels. Um, and I think... Kim, a part of her was missing either some type of like either combativeness or something. Cause I feel like Pete just let Kim walk all over him. That's just me though. I also think that Kim will forever look at Pete as boyfriend material, as a good fucking time. As ah, if I want a joke kind of time. I'm not saying Kanye West was the real deal. But the realest shit for a nigga to do is give a woman a kid. That's the realest shit a nigga could do. We're not talking about a gift. We're not talking about a Birkin bag. We're not talking about a car. Is a fucking child. That's the realest shit a guy could do for a woman. And Kanye West was that guy to do it for, for, for Kim. Not one, not two, not three. Four. Four. I see in the future, Kanye has uh, predicted this on Donda too. If y'all was not listening, there's a line in one of them songs that he's like, and my wife better be running with me when I run in 2024. I don't see Kim not being by his side. I'm not saying they're getting back together. There's a strong possibility they're getting back together, though. But we all knew Pete was not going to last. I don't think they're getting back together, but um, yeah, I mean, Pete was Pete was unfortunately the rebound. Right. He was the... Right. He was the... Polar opposite of Kanye West. Big facts. In many ways. Um, I think Kanye knew that. And that's why it bothered him so much. But then there was also speculation. Apparently, Pete Pete got a big dick. Um, I, I don't know if it's bigger than Kanye's, but apparently Pete got a big dick. And that was one of the reasons, like, supposedly... Uh, Kim was interested in things escalating between the two of them. Big dicks don't last. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like we all kind of knew this was not going anywhere. Definitely wasn't going towards marriage, uh, anything like that. I don't know what the tattoos and shit was about. Um, you can cover those up. Well, hopefully he can. But um, <laughs> I don't know what all that shit was about, but it definitely wasn't seeming like it was reciprocated on her and definitely seemed like the entire time, at least from my opinion, that uh, she was, like you said, like, oh, this is a good time. This is fun. Right. Let me enjoy this moment. Right. But, I mean, I guess maybe they did think that something was happening because she did let him around the kids. Um, I don't even think that matters anymore. 
It should. <laughs> it should matter, it, but it I should, don't. But I, I don't. Think, I don't know. I think at Kim's level, it it doesn't because it's like I mean, who hasn't met my kids? I mean, I got all these celebrity friends. I got all these celebrity niggas who hasn't met my kids. Oh, a guy that I'm talking to. Uh, I don't know how much stake that holds in the dating situation. Yeah, well, like I said, it definitely should hold a little bit more stake. Uh, you don't want to put just anybody. I don't care if you're a celebrity or not. You don't want to just put anybody around your kids and have them asking questions, especially now that you and him are no longer in that space. Because uh, that's damaging. If the I, kids start getting getting used to certain people being around. I don't think North, I think North saw right through that nigga. I think North saw straight through I mean, that. North is a child. So whatever North saw. North be knowing shit. I'm sure it wasn't to that degree, but whatever whatever was going on there, I think that that's the travesty is like you have this individual join the household and you're you're allowing them to play with your kids and be around your kids and do all this, that, and the third. He was the boyfriend um, clown. Whatever he was, it, it, just, it, it just isn't, uh, I think, if you're in a space where y'all are just fooling around or if if Kim knows in the back of her mind that this dude ain't going to be here too much longer, I think you put those restrictions up. I think it's like, hey, we could be out in public. We could chill. We could do whatever. But the intimate outings or whatever, you they had that photo floating around where they thought that North was sitting on Pete's lap. I still don't think that was the case. But um, like those those intimate settings with the kids and your quote-unquote boyfriend – I don't know if that's necessary, and I don't know if that's appropriate. But you know, it's not my life, um, not my children. I just know that that could be damaging. Mm-hmm. So that's something that she needs to maybe look to the future about. Because if there's going to be new people uh, rolling through, if this is going to be one of them situations, like she just going to be living her best life, and I don't know if the kids need to be part of that. And you already know Kanye is going to be. On another fucking level. He already put out a, a fake newspaper clip talking about Pete is dead at 28. He threw another shot at Kid Cudi talking about uh, Kid Cudi tried to intervene but was afraid of bottles being thrown at him. I don't know. This nigga Kanye is still unhinged. Yo, this nigga's like, so raw, dog. Fuck. I don't, I don't call that raw. I think, I, see, there's a, see, I think we got to stop doing that. There's a thin <laughs> line between raw and there's something wrong. And we keep blurring that and making it seem like niggas that got something wrong with them we, are raw, and that's not it. <laughs> we know that there's something wrong, but, yo, the story hasn't even lasted for more than 24 hours, and he's already on it? That means he always, he was going to be on it regardless. But we knew that from the nigga being on games of fucking song. We, we yo, knew he never let it that go. That game record is wild, boy. We knew he never let it go, but the nigga's... <laughs> He's gonna have to let it go at some point. Society is so mixy. Niggas be in a club singing lyrics of a nigga that's violating, and we don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh my god! But um, my question from all of this though Jeez. is, did you ever think it was your time again when your ex let go of their current situation? When I saw this question, I didn't really understand it. So like. You let your girl, you and your girl break up. Right. She gets a new boo. Right. They break up. Did you think, oh, I'm about to slide back in? I never believed that it was over. 
Mm. Like, especially if I wanted them back, I never believed it was over. I did, don't. Did I, you get them back? Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. No, because I don't think sex counts. Like, okay. Like sex could have still probably happened, but the shit that they was going through was still brand new. I still might be able to flirt with you. You still might be sending me, you know, wild ass pics, but it, it wouldn't be the same. Now, to take it a step further, this is me being on the very fucking extreme. Been laid back with you niggas for a while. That CBD woke me up this weekend, I promise. Um, I think that there's people that you end up breaking up with, and even though they get with other people, I think the only equalizer, and this is also like maybe like this is like probably, probably not it, only way that I'm fully going to be convinced that it's over between us, if I still want you back or if I still feel like there's like something that just didn't die, is if y'all end up getting married and have kids. Because mm. if I want you back and I know that how we either ended or how it was or whatever was, like, I'm going to just keep it 100. We're about to say a real thing. I know. That if tomorrow morning a nigga wakes up and we got a crazy offer on the table, there's like one or two chicks I'm going to be like, yo, all right, so my situation a little different. So whatever nigga that you was, it's time to wrap it up. Like dead ass. I'm not even joking. Like I'm sending a limo to your house right now and we just going to have a long conversation about what the next steps are, but you got to break away him right now, like type shit, like right now. There's a possibility that that's going to happen for us. I think, because even even right now, like, we know, for the ones that are in, like, conversations with some of them, we know, X, like, there's some chicks right now that they don't fuck with us, bro. They doing bad right now, bro. They doing bad. I'm talking about the niggas they fucking with is bad. We hear shit. Real tough. Like, we, like, see shit online. You know what I mean? See shit about their parents. It's like, damn, if... You know, if you were still fucking with me, you know that would never happen, right? You know I would never let that go down, right? But we're not together. And this nigga not stepping up? And you call this an advancement? Bitch, you smoking. I mean, well, that's the other conversation I think that's there is not every time somebody moves on from you, it's an advancement. I think we get, I think as human beings, we get caught up in that. We get caught up in... We get tight because it's over. We get caught up in the, the idea of Oh, they moved on, so they must have found better. That don't necessarily mean that. It don't necessarily mean just because somebody moved on, they found a better partner. They just found somebody else. <laughs> like that, that. That sometimes is the case. That's sometimes just they, just, they just found somebody else. Um, in terms of this question for me, I don't... I'm sure there was a moment in time where I thought like that. I'm sure there's a moment in time where I was like, yo, matter of fact, I, what am I saying? Definitely thought like that. Definitely. Uh, if somebody breaks up with their ex, especially if I know that that connection never died, like there's a Facts. difference between knowing that connection is over and done with and, and hoping and wishing that that person comes back to you. And then there's, Knowing that connection never died, that person even might have made a mistake with what they did. Damn. 
and now and and just just sitting there waiting like I knew this day was gonna come, so like let me know. Tell tell me what it really is. But that's why I said what I said about Kanye. Like, all right, cool. I feel like he might get back. You feel like he might not. But we both knew they were not gonna allow. We knew Pete and Kim, that was not gonna be a thing. Yeah, and when you when, when you're in the background and you know that, that is that's, that's one shit. that's one of the most interesting feelings. Because you kind of sit there like, yo, when is this shit going to end? Like, <laughs> like whether I want this person back or not, when is this? Like, look at this nigga. Like, that, shit, that shit make niggas sound all type of fucked this up. This nigga don't take you out. Nothing. This nigga don't buy you nothing. When this was the last ni- time you spent time with your moms? No, this, no? This, nigga, this nigga think you cheating just because you sleep. Like, he on your phone barking on you because you asleep. Like, I ain't never did no shit like that. You know <laughs> it. And now you hitting me up telling me about this nigga. Like, don't be venting to me. Come on, come on. Like, I, I and we gonna talk about venting in a second. But come on, dogs. Like, so yeah, no, definitely, definitely felt like yeah. When these niggas is over, maybe I'll come slide in if I want to though. Oh, and like shit. you said, some sex doesn't count. But sometimes you be like, I just wanna, I just wanna smash again just to. You know what I mean? I just I just want to relive the glory days that we had. Like yeah. I remember when we used to fuck in front of the job that you ain't know you was getting a few years. Like, like I just want to do wild shit. The fact that you stayed with that nigga for two years means damn sure you can't fuck with me on that level nah, again. Nah. Cause that nigga was goofy. And if that's what you like, right. I can't be in the same nah. boat as that. But we could smash right. one more time. Exactly. And 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 again, I feel like when you get to a particular level in your spirituality. In your sexuality, in your fucking shit, in your fucking vernacular, in your vocabulary, all that, all of that shit, and you look at what you had when you were dating somebody, if you elevate to another level and you realize in their dating choices, they downgraded on God. I'm speaking to myself when I say this too, on God, you should not go back. It don't make no sense. Never go back. It don't make no sense. She's letting you know that this is what she thinks she should be accepting. Nigga, you better take the high. Keep going. Keep going on the high road. On another episode, we got to talk about never going back. Because it, 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 it just, and I feel like I'm finally getting to that place. Took a nigga some time, y'all. Finally getting to that place where it's like, yo, you know what? You need to just keep going forward. <laughs> Looking back, nigga, you don't want to be that person in the Bible. You don't want to turn into a pillow of salt. Sometimes we only keep going backwards because we forget that there could be something better going forward. <sighs> we do that a lot. We we go definitely, and it's I, like, I oh, that, that memory of being with that person, like there can't be nothing better than that. No, nigga, there can be. There is. And there will be, but you got to let that space, you got to let that space be there in order for that person to enter. If that space is crowded with your memories of the past person that you won't get over, that you keep reaching back for thinking like, yo, we could make something happen again, then that space will never be open for the better person that's trying to enter. Because again, going back to what I just said, the reality is this, if you know that you are in a space where you're elevating, you're eating better, 
job situation is getting good. You got a promotion, more money coming in. You got more clarity, more peace of mind. If these things were not super concrete or becoming self-evident in the past with that person that you're thinking about, you really got to ask yourself, is it going to be the same if I were to get back with them? Because chances are, nigga, it might not. You got to stay fucking focused. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel like, damn, I might never ever. Nigga, you don't know if you don't actually, one, let go, two, have faith, and three, actually believe that there is a better. There is a better after what you went through, my brother. There is a better after what you went through, my sister. There is better. Always. Damn, it's better, man. Trust me, it's better. Yeah. Got to keep moving forward. Um, Let's bounce around a little bit. So we did mention venting, so let's just go back. Let's just go into that. Yeah. Venting to somebody while being in the friend zone. So I hate that shit. So have you ever been vented too while being in the friend zone? Yes. I hate that shit. I'd be like, bitch, you know I like you. Why the fuck are you talking to me about this nigga? I'm hating that shit. Then I got to play Dr. fucking Phil. Yeah, that's happened to me plenty hate, of times. But I, my friendship is a, fr- is, is a safe space. That's why. My friendship is a safe space too, but one thing I probably should have did was I should have stopped really acting like a friend. I should have I started acting like the niggas that they was telling me about. Should have been more savagery, bro. Should have been more savage. I'm yeah, I mean, extra nice. Like, oh, they're like, oh my God, do you have time to talk? Hit me up at work. I'm like, you know what? I'm supposed to take break X amount of time. I'll take break now. They on the phone sobbing. I'm over here like, oh yeah, see, you be doing too much. Yeah, yeah, I'll be doing a lot. Bro. I'm not, I'm not interrupting my day for your foolishness. Doing if I got the time for it, then yeah, I'll be making the time. Nah, I see, know, nah, I see, know that's where you be time. fucking up. You got to stop making time for people that ain't making time for you. A- Yo, amen, nigga. Amen. Nah, that, that's the way you be fucking up. But I'll be, be really fucking up. But I I definitely have been in that position to, like, vented to friend. We've decided to be friends. They No, they decided they wanted you as a friend. You didn't decide shit. You just, like, like, like a bunch of us. Nah, niggas. we decided. Oh, no, y'all decided? <laughs> we decided. Y'all decided like Big Show? Okay. We decided right. to be friends. And, I mean, there have been instances where they decided or I've decided. But I think most of the time with me, because a lot of times if I've been in the friend zone, I haven't been there for long. Like, I haven't stayed in the friend zone. So. So you're saying there was, there was, there was opportunity to smash? There have been times where I've been in the friend zone. A lot of times where I've been in the friend zone with somebody, and that was a just a period or moment in our relationship. And our relationship, most of the time, has developed romantically. What's the benefits of really being in the fucking friend zone? Like what? Like what's the real benefits? I think it depends on what your intentions are when you get in the friend zone. So, like, if you actually want to be somebody's friend because you think they're a cool person and you want to stay in their life. And romance, just because that's not on the table, doesn't change that. Then there are plenty of benefits to being, quote unquote, in the friend zone. But if you're in the friend zone and you actually still want to fuck that person or you actually still want something romantic and you can't control or decipher the blurred line between them being like, all right, let's hang out as a friend versus I every time I hang out with them or every time I hang out with this this individual, I think it is us getting closer to this romantic goal that I have in my head 
then there's there's absolutely nothing that you're getting from being in the I friend think zone. the girl that you really like, you shouldn't be rushing to kind of fuck. I think the girl that you actually want to fuck, you could kind of you could kind of act like a friend all type day type shit. You know what I mean? You could just kind of just shoot the shit and you just start doing shit like, "All right, cool, we going to go bowling or we going to do some quote unquote activity kind of like see what the vibe is." And you should make, you know what I mean, a very informative decision based on how that shit goes if you like just be direct. Don't don't be wasting time. If if you want to fuck, just you know what I mean. But I think that's another. I think that's a, a different definition of the friend zone, and I agree with you. Yeah. I think if you meet somebody new, yeah, and you like them, uh huh, there doesn't necessarily always has to be a rush to it becoming us dating, that's us being romantic, us being in a relationship. Build that friendship. That's it. Because one thing that you really should find out and figure out. This is a lesson that I had to learn. I didn't learn until later in life. If you're not. Of course, you're attracted to this individual, but if you don't see yourself being that person's friend outside of being attracted to them, mm. you're in a bad space. You're behind the eight ball. I nigga spam right now. A lot day. of times because we're attracted to somebody. Yeah. We fill the void of what we want to like and put it in them. And they don't really necessarily have those qualities. Let's go. Got one, coach. Let's go. <laughs> like, we'll act like, oh, this person is a nice person. Really? This bitch just just yelled at the waitress. You're like, damn, you uh, you yelled at the waitress because you was looking out for us. No, she yelled at the waitress because she just felt like I'm a bad bitch and I need to get my steak Yo. medium rare. Yo. Like, I asked for it Yo. and this bitch don't listen. Like, we start to put in attributes that the person doesn't have because we're attracted and so badly we want to make it work. We want to make it real. We want to make this shit tangible. And so what we should be doing in the inverse is finding out how much this person already would be some someone we would be friends with. Man. Is this someone that you would call up and be like, yo, let's, let's go see the new fucking... Uh, Thor movie that just came out. Bro, let's still, go. I still gotta see that shit. Now. Let's go see Buzz Lightyear. Amazing movie. Let's let's go watch Netflix and and watch Stranger Things together. And if you can't do that with that person, if you can't have a friendly like situation going down, right? Nine times out of ten, you don't really like that person. You're just enamored. A lot of us are enamored. If we're gonna keep it to say, a lot of us are enamored. We don't know what the fuck to do. A lot of us are Irv Gotti. Yo, I yo, I'm starting to really hate this nigga. <laughs> nah, this nigga's a is and dirt. then and then niggas is praising him. How? Who? Niggas online. <laughs> niggas is dirt. I'm like, oh, I can't fuck with none of y'all niggas no more. Yo, listen, I'm gonna tell whoever whoever loves this version, or delete me now, so please. Yeah, nah, this is borderline. I'm gonna destroy you every time I see you on. I'm gonna destroy you. This is borderline some other shit. Before we get to this nigga though, um. Have you ever vented to a girl that admittedly liked you and was in the friend zone? Yeah, I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> I feel like I, I I feel like I probably done that more than I should have. Probably should have held back on a few of the stories. Because <laughs> a few of the stories you can hear shorty in the background, like you could you could tell that like I it took, got quiet. I took her breath away, and it was not because I said something romantic. It got quiet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's worse than that, nigga. Bad. This nigga got brand new fucking Damn, this shit don't want to stop. Right, right, right. 
Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think it's because they like me so much. And I know this is a problem of mine. Like, I want to get to a level talking to somebody where the same fucking way you like me, I want to like somebody else. I don't want to like you that way, especially if I don't really like you. Wait, nigga, what? (laughs) (laughs) That clip is going. I got one, coach. (laughs) That was crazy. (laughs) I was about to piggyback off your shit, too. And then you came with that bullshit. Fuck. I'm going to bring it back. Don't worry. (laughs) What I'm saying is this. I think that, for one, you are putting yourself in a vulnerable position to share your feelings with somebody that also can relate because the same way you feel about somebody else is the same way they feel about you. So there's, like, that commonality right there. There's, like, that common ground. And it's, like, very, like, fickle because if you don't say something that's going to also make them feel like you're like low key trying to be respectful. The shit could go left fast. It could go real. Cause then they might give you some advice that they should probably be giving themselves Mm. to get the fuck over you to not make them feel like you right now. They really want to slap you, but they're trying to encourage you to kind of, um, either take the high road in terms of you venting about this person. That's just probably not giving you the time of day. Or they're probably saying to themselves, watch this, nigga, this is why the fuck you should just be with me. You fucking idiot. But they don't want to say that. They don't want to hurt your feelings. But I know that's how some of y'all think. That has happened many a times on both ends. Right. And I and and I know I've been I, that nigga. Right. And I know I've, you know, I've been that guy. You know, I know I probably should I probably should choose you right now. But I'm fucking caught up. I'm Usher. You can't see that? I'm fucking Usher, girl. I'm so caught up. Like I'm I'm outside. It's hard. It's hard to not be that nigga right now. Watch this. Like, it, it's tough. It's tough, baby. I'm sorry. I've definitely... But you know what's funny? When I've done it with women that have, on this have reportedly or admittedly said that they like me, we've been in spaces, uh-huh. or at least it seemed, maybe they was putting on a good front. Damn, it was um, We've been in spaces where it was like, all right, we know there's an attraction or we like each other, but we know that we're in spaces where we, we don't need to go down that road right now. Damn. So if I talk about another girl um, or if you're talking about your dude, I'm, we're not like really, I guess, in, investing in it in a negative way because it's like we know that there's nothing that can happen between us right now. So it's cool. Like I've been in that space a lot of times where oftentimes women who like me will ask me, uh, about who I'm talking to or dating. Like, they'll open that conversation. They really want to know the answer to that question? I don't know. I mean, that now that's the other conversation, right? Like, are they doing that? Are you talking to somebody? Okay. Yeah, are you doing that because you You actually are interested in us having this conversation? Or are you doing it for other motives that I may or may not be aware of? Like, so, um, but for the most part, every time I've been in that type of conversation with people, like, one... The women are the ones who open that door. Like for me, I don't I don't like listen, unless you want to tell me about your relationships, I'm not gonna really pry into it. Like if you wanna tell me, yo, my boyfriend is doing X, Y, and Z, cool. But I'm not gonna hit you up like yo, so how you and your boyfriend doing? Like that's me personally. I I, I feel like people get funny about that shit. 
Um, last time I got cursed out for just asking somebody about their day, like how their day was, because they was you know starting to deal with people. So like what? I just leave that shit alone. All That's right. a Patreon story. Oh, all right. Um, all right. So. Yeah, that that that's how I look at it. But let's get into this Earth Gotti nigga forms. I I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot some bail and say maybe the nigga was drunk. He ain't look it, but I'm gonna say he was on drink champs and he was drunk. And he decided to talk about. So he, he was keeps, there with Ja Rule. He keeps talking about it based off of the Murder Inc. documentary that's coming out or came out. I don't. Was it on Hulu? Supposed to be on Hulu. I can't. I don't even know because it don't don't even matter where it's at. The bullshit he said superseded the fucking doc that's coming out. All we got to do is watch the interview. We ain't got to watch the documentary no more. Yeah, like so. Within the the uh, interview on Drink Champs, he's talking about Ashanti, and there's two clips circulating right now about it. One is he found out that Ashanti and Nelly were dealing with each other because. He was watching a basketball game and they highlighted the two. Um, and he was heartbroken. Mind you, the nigga was married at the time with kids, but he was heartbroken seeing Ashanti with another nigga. I, this is just the epitome of dirt. Um, to be honest, that is the epitome of true obsession, which that shit could be deadly, y'all. Like, you know, we joking about it. Nigga, his obsession is start is starting to come out more. There's a problem. He has a problem. Did like dead ass. We it's starting call, to look like that. Got to call it for what the fuck it is. It's not a it's not a joke. Yeah, nah, it's not a game. Nah, he got a problem. Nah, he seemed he seemed a little unhinged, and I I don't like you know I don't like putting categories or or attributes on people from clips or whatever. P things could be taken out of context, but. Nah, this just did not look healthy in any way, shape, or form. Like, it looked like he was reminiscing about the time yeah. of dealing with her uh-huh. while speaking about it. Mm-hmm. And also, it just opens the door to so many conversations and thoughts that maybe we shouldn't have. But I'm women, sorry. Women getting signed to niggas that want to fuck. To niggas that want to fuck. That's where we at, and we not going nowhere after that. We, we staying right here for a minute. Because it's like... It's real shit. That's the first thing that came to mind is, did this nigga hold up certain shit from her because Pro- she wouldn't give him pussy? Probably did. Probably, probably fucking did. Did she not get certain looks because this nigga didn't get to hit? Pro- pro- probably did. And I think they did date for some period of time or some shit like that. It's weird, though. Like, you dating your manager? Uh, and know. was it really dating or was yeah. it... Nigga, was it, yo, I know you know I'm married, but... It. I don't know. You want your records to move? I mean, I could really make sure you get this good feature, but I'm gonna need some. You know what I mean? I'm gonna need you to just suck on my dick real quick, like you know, nothing crazy. Let me take you out to dinner. Yo, Irv Gotti was getting off on his client. We just we just gotta call it what it is. Yeah, and, and Ja Rule, Fat Joe just released a video not too long. ago. I respect what Fat Joe said Fat Joe, to some extent. He Fat. fat yeah, there was one yeah, piece where yeah. I was like, "Fat, come on!" I, I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I think it was the ending. Wait, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was the end. It was the end of his clip. I was like, "He didn't have to say that." Yeah, like I didn't have to say what I said, but niggas will be niggas, right? I think that Jaru standing right there, and I put this on the page, and I'm gonna say it on the podcast. Jaru didn't say anything because Jaru wanted to fuck Ashanti too. 
I'm sure. And you know, Ashanti was the the baddie. She was the first lady of Murder Inc. She was the baddie around the group of niggas, and all the niggas in there. And she was the youngest. All the niggas in there were basically trying to say. Yo, who gonna get that first? And I think the only nigga that probably didn't really know much, he got signed, you know, a, a, a while after, was Lloyd. I want to hear what Lloyd got to say. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what <laughs> Lloyd probably got the real fucking tea. And Ashanti probably at that time was like, I'm not dealing with none of y'all niggas. Exactly. You got a wife. Uh-huh. Ja Rule, you probably fucking mad bitches. Like, I mean, I'm cool. Yeah, because Ja Rule was Ja Rule at the time. Yeah, it was Ja. He was Ja at the it's time. It's Maruda. Like, it was that. So nigga. it was probably like, yo, you the big bro to me. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to, right, I don't want to fuck my, I don't brother. want none of that. Like you looking out for me, you chilling. And I'm sure them niggas was like, damn, we got a baddie, yo. Like we got a baddie on our hands. And especially with the way Irv Gotti was talking, they had to be sitting there like, yo, which one of us taking that shit down? Yo, nigga, I'm taking that shit down. And That's cra- mine. And it's crazy because all this girl trying to do is sing and make money off her art. But she got to get through the sharks. And y'all niggas is plotting on her body and her pussy. And that's why what Rick Ross said was so problematic when he said it. Yeah, yeah. Is because it's a reality for a lot of women in the industry, unfortunately. Is that they had to deal with a male-dominated space where the niggas are, are picking women that look good, that can sing, and that everybody wants, and then propositioning them to be like, yo, if you want your career to, to get to where it needs to get to, you know what I mean? The reality What's is up? the reality is this. These niggas are vetting women to be on labels just so that they can fuck. The only way they're gonna feel like they're in total control is by putting her in a deal. Whether it's a good deal or a bad deal. The other reality of it is, too, if they can get them young enough, they're going to say to themselves, she don't understand the game like that. So I could do what I'm doing with her for about four, five, six, seven years. By the time it's time for the get out of her fucking deal, I done fucked the shit up so fucking much, we going through other issues. Now I could probably hit her up like, yo, listen, if you want X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z got to happen now. And I think that's why Irv, that's why, that's why I think Ashanti don't fuck with them. Because Ashanti don't fuck with Murder, Inc. like that. We see that. It's not the same. Nah, it's clear, and there's probably shit that if she say, it's gonna fuck shit up even more. So I'm praying it don't get to that level. Well, I, you don't know because when a nigga is out there talking about yo, one of your greatest hits was happening or happened after we fucked. Yo, oh, we had sex, and that's how happy came along. That is insane. If that's true, that's wild. That- Whether it's true or not, saying that is wild. Yes, What's, yes. I don't care what platform yeah, you are on, and this insane. is. We're going to name this shit the dark side of podcasting because too many niggas now think podcasting means let's go on and say a hot take. Let's go on and say some shit that's going to go viral. I don't know if he sat there and thought that. I don't know if he was twisted when he was sitting in that seat. I don't know if he got a vendetta against Ashanti now. Oh, yeah, I think he got a vendetta for sure. But for him to sit on that platform and say and put their sexual business out there. Insane. Without any prompt to do so. Insane. It felt random. I don't understand that. I don't understand why niggas got to let niggas know who they fucked. You know how many bad bitches that if the world knew I fucked them, they'd be like, nigga, what? (laughs) But I'm going to hold that shit to the grave. 
Cause that's not that's not for the fucking internets. That's not for public. That's for me and the person. Like if they wanna, if we we sit down and say, hey, we wanna make this public, cool. That's different. But to sit on a platform, I heard a lot of films if y'all do that. Name drop. Yeah, I, I be. I used to tell niggas all the time, your your WCW. Don't let me be a guy. <laughs> don't let your me w, be him. Your WCW, but we don't do those no more. Right. So, but it's like for you to go and put that type of info out there and it's think bad. that's cool. It's bad. Like she didn't sign off on it. Nobody else signed off on it. Oh my life. And you just think, oh, let me let me just yeah. Yeah, after we fucked, Every you know what I mean? That's when Happy came along. All right, my nigga. I don't know what what world we living so in with niggas. Happy. You said niggas is fucking, uh, they're champion this nigga? I yeah, don't know, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, my life. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yo. Jeez. Let's go on. Where do we go? I don't, don't want to stay with. I don't want to stay there. Where do we go from here? I don't want to stay there. Say <laughs> love. Let's go, let's go to Neo because that's another Yo, nigga. Oh, fucking up. He's fucking up royally in the game. So apparently, uh, Neo's wife uh, has divorced him mm. since the last time we were potting. That right. was a week ago. Yeah. It, it, yes. A clip. Yeah. So she is divorcing him because. Uh, she cited he had a baby outside of the marriage. I could believe that. Oh, I hundred percent believe that. Yeah, I could believe. That. I don't know what's going on with Neo. Right. I don't know why Neo would do that. But hey, Neo is uh, Neo. I thought he was so sick of love songs. I, this nigga, man. I don't know. I don't know either, man. I mean, pray for these. Pray I've for the I've, R&B I've always seen Neo as like this mature, um, person that I actually look to for his advice in terms of like. Um, like he's always been a very articulate, seem like thoughtful individual. And I'm not saying that he's not that now. Like people can live in two realms at one time. You could be a, a ancient partner, but a great person. Like that's totally acceptable and understandable. But there's just certain levels of ain't shitness. Having yeah. a baby outside that means you was fucking these women raw. Have a baby by me, baby. <laughs> be you millionaire. <laughs> now, if you're gonna cheat on your wife. You not gonna use a condom? Nah. Nah. That's a that's that's another level of it's Neo. Ain't shit. It's Neo. Monkey pox. My sexy <laughs> love. HIV. We just spoke about the shorty who had HIV last Ooh. week. All that shit exists. They don't give a fuck if you Neo, Obama, Michael Jackson, Beyonce. You will catch that shit. So I'll <laughs> I don't know, man. You lucky all you caught was a baby. Yo, can you imagine if he caught something for real? Oh my god, we never, we would never hit the end of that shit. Listen, we haven't had a, a um, what you call a Magic Johnson since Magic Johnson. Listen, we haven't had a celebrity outbreak since uh since Usher. So y'all better calm down. And and that that has that's a rumor. Nobody knows if it's true or not, but Damn. everybody. Everybody assumes that it's true. The industry was killing him for a while, and now we back on Usher like, watch this. That's a fact, but... <laughs> we forgot about those confessions. <laughs> what we will not be on is RSVP, Supergroup, uh, Ray J. What is that? Bobby V, uh, Sammy, and Pleasure P. Wait, that's the name of the group? RSVP, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. 
I mean, nothing about that excites me. Nothing, I don't even. What type of music y'all niggas making? Nothing about that excites me. I mean, Pleasure P gonna be talking about fucking. The real singer in the group is Pleasure P. Sammy can sing. Sammy is the second real singer. <laughs> okay. And then and then comes Bobby because Bobby V has a different voice than than and then Ray J. You know, Ray J is a hit or miss. Listen, we saw what happened to TGT. Um, which 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 Tank says that's Genuine's fault. Yeah, I'm sure everybody got a take on that. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, some people say it's Tyrese. But if Tank's still making music, it's somebody else's fault. I'm sorry. Tank, I'm coming out next week. Well, I mean, he the only one out of the two of them still making music. That's true. Genuine looking crazy on stage. looking real wild and tired. I don't know what he doing right now. Now, you guys sent a clip about uh, radio being payola. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 according to, uh, people that used to work for former, um, for former, uh, radio disc jockeys, they claimed that, yo, niggas was getting paid to pay records. And if you wasn't playing those records, you were getting fired. So that's what they were saying. I mean, to clarify that the way radio works is you have a program director. The program director tells you pretty much what to play. Like they basically tell you, this is the list of songs we want to hear. And if you dare, that's why you never hear or you rarely hear on mainstream radio, like an underground artist getting their record played. You'll always hear mainstream shit um, until that underground artist is pretty much mainstream. But so, you're not going to hear they shit really until like, I hear, I hear a few niggas shit at two, three in the morning. Yeah. And that's because at that moment in time, listening to that. Sometimes the program director is telling you, yo, Drop some shit that might break, but during the main during the main hours, yeah, you know, nine to five, right? Don't drop no crazy shit, like. And if you do, it better be two seconds. I better not hear that shit, like. And so they're looking at that and saying that is technically payola because what does tend to happen is the label will go to the uh, radio station and they may be like. We'll buy an ad. And if we buy an ad. That counts as a song. Right. Play. You're going to play this new song. Okay. I I see that. So I don't know if you've ever seen, but like if it was back in the day, like Nikki was ready to drop a new song. You would hear like, hey, this is Nikki. And here's my. That's technically an ad. That's technically an ad. And then you would hear her song all fucking day. That's fucking true. They paid for that. They would call that the stimulus package. Okay. Um, but yeah, so. It's that Khaled stimulus. <laughs> Khaled, they had a Khaled stimulus. Khaled, when Khaled, I think, I forgot which. I, forgot I think it was, it was it was two or three albums ago. It was playing that shit. Every single on the album, it was playing that shit. They was like, oh, he bought the stimulus package. For sure. So, yeah, in that instance. But Payola truly is like paying I mean, in a sense, I guess it's that, but paying to be on the radio, paying a disc jockey to be like, yo, play my record, and the disc jockey being like, yo, slide me 500 and I got you. Right. And niggas is probably still doing that. Payola's happening. There's no way around it. Do you slide on all your nights? Nah, it's definitely happening. It's just not, it's on the books, it's illegal, and it's not happening in the ways and fashions that people think it is. People look at it like, like again, yo, DJ, I'm going to slide you 500, play my, my record or whatever. But it's happening more so in the way that I described, where it's it's the upper echelon 
levels of it and it's not going to come off on the books as payola it's going to come off as um advertisement or it's going to come off as i you paid the station money but you didn't pay the station money to that directly influence them putting your record on the on on rotation at least it doesn't look like it on the books but we can all kind of follow the dots and be like huh this fucking little baby record that normally don't play up in New York is playing for, like like you said, from 9 to 5. Every hour on the hour at 5.05, 5. you're hearing this little baby record. Like, so you can follow the dots. Pale is happening. Um, and I don't know what to tell these young niggas, man. I don't know what to tell these young niggas that want to do rap. I don't think the genre is going to be around the way we are looking at it much longer. That's true. Like, it's going to be a shift either in the genre itself. Um, some people think that real nigga music is coming back. <laughs> some people think that lyrics are coming back. Uh, I hope so, because I still got those. <laughs> so, like, some people are pointing to the ringtone era and how that shifted to Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick. And then, of course, now we shift we shifted to the mumble rap era and then from that we are in the drill era it's so crazy that i thought we was gonna stay in that mumble shit for a minute i was nervous i knew it wasn't gonna be more than five years i was like fuck we hitting it i don't know what niggas is saying (laughs) and now we in drill i'm like niggas is killing niggas every day the fuck i gotta get out of here i pray i pray go back to real nigga music because i can't take this shit now they're saying that it might potentially go to real new i mean i don't know if we're if we're mashing up what we said last week about that, the more upbeat, up tempo <clears throat> music, <clears throat> we might not see real nigga music for a minute. But I guess we we have to see if this new Beyonce esque um, dance style Drake esque music is gonna latch on and last. I don't see J Cole doing this type of music. I don't see Kendrick doing this type of music. I mean, Kendrick be doing all type of shit, but. Those niggas that I just mentioned, I don't see them. them I mean, Kendrick Kendrick dropped his participation in music, and it wasn't that. No, definitely was not that. Um, so Big Sean dropped, and it definitely was not that. J Cole also dropped at the top of the year, definitely was not that. Yeah, but J Cole also did that song with Wale, um, "Poke It Out." "Poke It Out" is definitely a fire ass record, and that was definitely more so a dance, uh, record dance, dance go go track. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what what. 2023 is looking like music wise 2022 is very disappointing yeah i don't know if if anybody else is dropping um but i feel like 2022 was super disappointing and we had some of the biggest names i love the kendrick album still the beyonce album is good that last drake album i don't i'm i mean i like it but i don't think it was necessary for right now um still still navigating with that necessarily means you know how sticky it gets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2022, I don't... There was no really, like, dope I'm waiting. drops for me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm waiting for Tory Lanez. I'm going to just put that out there. I'm waiting for Tory. I don't even think he's going to drop five. I was listening to some Tory the other day. I was like, damn, so we need this fucking new Toronto 3 Tory. I need this nigga now. <laughs> I'm waiting for SZA. That's who I would mm, like okay. to see drop. Right. Um, I'd like to see what she's going to contribute. But um yeah. Um Channing Crowder, get off of get off the get off these fucking mics, man. I don't know. Again, dark side of podcasting. 
The nigga keeps coming at Russell Wilson. He says he don't like him because he put gel in his hair. Um, and then followed that up with he only bathes twice a week and hits the hot spots in between. I just feel like these are all just hot takes at this point. I have I have no comment on this guy. I don't I don't I'm at a point where I'm I'm lost. At first the podcast was going in a very great direction. Excellent direction. Real men talking about real shit, niggas breaking down, breaking down barriers, and now it's becoming, bringing real niggas on. Right, like bringing real niggas on, and now it's just like mm, you let me, you need a podcast strictly. You need to have a conversation with Russell because there's something. Yeah, y'all, is that your way of trying to get him on the show? Because y'all niggas need a y'all niggas need a really. I mean, and somebody got to tell this man stop bringing this nigga name up. But y'all not doing that shit neither. You might really want Ciara, or you might really want to be him. Because there's a problem. One of the two. One of the two. Because if we find out you want to be with him, it's over. I know we moved off um, from the neo conversation, but yeah. Having a baby on your partner, is that reconcilable? Or do yeah, you think yeah. it should be? Yeah. It, I don't think it should be, but I think it is. I, I, I think if I think if you really love the person, you could you could work that out. Especially especially if they have a, a baby on you. Not like twins popped out. I was like, oh fuck. Too. I mean Gabrielle Union, I guess, and, and Dwayne Wade did that, but yeah, yeah. But still. That ain't for me. I don't think I could do it. If my if if, if I really want you. I'm moving, Pat. Then another nigga gave you a baby. Fuck. If my wife came back to me and said, I'm pregnant from a next nigga, I think I'm cool. <laughs> I think I'm good, you bro. You don't know until you put in that predicament, my beautiful black brother. I sure don't, but I I, I think I know myself pretty well. I, I think I think you know yourself pretty well, too, but we don't know yourself at that stage in the game. Oh, no, no. I, I see that nigga right now. Uh, oh, yeah? He's yeah. Not, you see him? Okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't know you knew what that nigga looked like. I didn't changing. know you knew what that nigga looked like. My bad. Yeah, I nope. I see him right now. I didn't know you could see that nigga a few years from now. Okay. Uh, Definitely wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be cool with that. All right. Well, um, the nigga I see is like, you know what? I could probably look past that, and I could probably look past a lot of shit. I could probably look past that. I mean, I, th- I think that's very mature of you. Yeah. Yo, if I love you like that, I'm going to stop another nigga from putting a, a dick in you and making a baby in nine months. No. I don't know if love has anything to do with that. That has more to do with, I think, uh, discipline. Uh, communication right, right, right but I'm gonna still love you after that Cause I could see We're married I could still love you And not think that you now have the discipline That I need to be with a partner Listen We took a vow And some of these vows goes like this For better Or for worse For richer Or for poorer So death do us part Yeah And, and also within that Is you not stepping out of those vows Listen And if you step out of the vow Who am I to not want to take you back. I'm human just like you on floor, just like you. Fuck the, the you. person who did not step out of the vows. Listen, I, I, I can't keep penalizing you forever. Well, you, I see because you made look, a mistake. You're looking at it as, 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 uh, as penalizing somebody instead of it being what you need and want for yourself. So if you feel like that's not enough for you, then that's totally fine. But I don't think that just because somebody else says, yo, I can't, I'm not doing that. That's not them penalizing that person for a mistake. That's them being real with themselves, knowing that that relationship has been, like, has been changed forever. Like, you, you're you now changing what my idea of being in a relationship with you is. Your actions define that. And sometimes your actions 
will change things. And we have to be cognizant of that. And that doesn't necessarily mean I got to penalize you or make you feel bad or whatever. But I can also say like, shit, this is no longer for me now. Cause what we, what we agreed on, we're not doing. Right. If, if we agreed on you being able to go out and have babies by other niggas, that's totally different. Do you? So PSA, you know, XAB's future wife, please don't do it. Don't do it. And that's not gonna work out. <laughs> I it's mean, it's not that, gonna work for me. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't that ain't gonna you. work for me. It's, that's Ooh. not necessarily about penalizing or being upset or being angry with the person, making them feel bad or fuck you because that. But as I've said on this podcast in multiple episodes, trust is a big factor for me and what I need in order to be my most. Vulnerable, true self in a relationship. I need to know that my partner is as dedicated to me as I am to them. And once that has been shifted, then there is one or two things that's going to happen. We're going to have a totally different type of relationship where potentially neither one of us are going to be happy at the end of it. Right. Or I have to move on because I, I, I feel like I, again, I want to be able to, my girl hit me up and be like, yo, I want to, I'm going on a girl's trip. Six of my girls, we going to Cancun. Have fun, babe. Uh, that, that's my favorite line, by the way. Have fun. Yo, I'm at so-and-so's house, and there's 30 niggas here. All right, cool. Y'all have a good time and not have to worry about that good time meaning a dick being in her mouth. Like, that, a, that just is if me. A, if like, a dick ended up in her mouth, damn. I, the first question I'm going to ask is, how the fuck it got there? I bet. Yeah, I yeah. bet. The fuck was you doing? I bet. I bet. I bet that's what you'll ask. <laughs> like, goddamn, what type of night do y'all have? I'm sure distinguished. <laughs> I know damn sure that's not what you gonna ask first, but I feel you, brother. Like I said, it's gonna be the top three questions. <laughs> 20, 21 Savage says that music is only entertainment and people shouldn't look. At it as a guy to live life. Man, he only said that because that fucking fan said what they said. Just 21 Savage, nigga, stop. <laughs> okay? Stop, dog. Stop. Y'all niggas know what y'all be doing in these songs, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Stop. I got to agree. All of y'all, all of y'all, bro. All, all of y'all that we listen to, y'all niggas will say you don't promote um, uh, putting down black women. Bro, how many times y'all niggas got songs with the word bitch in it? And I ain't mad at the word bitch, but right. I'm, I'm mad at the way. It's the, it's the, it's the over usage for me, dogs. I think for me, it's, it's, Damn. it's the way it's used oftentimes, too. It's not, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not in an expression of, yo, this chick did me wrong, so she's quote unquote a bitch to me. Like, a lot of times, it's, like you said, it's overused and... It's let's see how much we can degrade this, uh, use this word to degrade women. Like how can we use it in new inventive ways right? to, to either call a nigga a bitch or degrade a woman and, and use the word bitch. Like the first time I heard the term bad bitch, I'm taking y'all niggas back. The first time I heard the term bad bitch was on a 50 cent album. The name of the song was called Mr. Swag. The line said, bad bitch, looking like she fell up out of pageant. But I didn't really start to hear that term, bad bitch. I want to say probably like 
the last maybe three, four years, I started to feel like it was becoming a thing now. I'm like, 50 been dropped that record, which means some other rapper came up with it or, or, or some chick, and then now chicks is feeling like they bad bitches. So it's like the terminology now of the word bitch has transcended. Because yeah. if you say I'm a bad bitch, you're not necessarily calling me a bitch. You're calling me a bad bitch. And I can live with that. I mean, the word has transcended, which is why I'm like, I'm not mad at the word bitch. Right. But beyond that, I mean, let's stop playing games. Y'all glorify death Heavy. and killing. And when y'all talking about killing the next nigga, y'all not talking about white people. Nope. Y'all not talking about Middle Eastern people. Nope. Y'all talking about the next nigga that look like you. That's it. That's where we are. So stop. When y'all talk about stunting on niggas, y'all not talking about stunting on a white person. Come on. Not talking about stunting on a white chick. Talking about stunting on a nigga that look like you. 21. In the words of 21 Savage, gang shit, that's all I'm on, nigga, gang. Nigga, stop. Yeah, so, no, it shouldn't. You're right. 21 Savage is absolutely right. But we all know what the reality is, and y'all not selling these records unless people take what y'all are saying to be real life. Niggas is... Your fans may not all look like you're 21. Some of them is taking that shit real serious, dog. To gla- gaslight like that and make it seem like the fan is is wrong. Like, nah, take accountability. Yes, you probably do do. You probably do live a duality in terms of your life. On one hand, your music is popular for gang shit and popping off guns and all of that, and that's cool. That's fine. Like, I'm not going to penalize you for that. And on the other hand, you are in a community right. teaching financial literacy. Right. But at some point, you're going to have to marry the two. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to figure out which 21 Savage am I. I think the problem is these niggas don't want to accept the fact that, yo, a lot of rappers are living contradictions. I think a lot of these niggas don't want to accept the fact that the blood is on their hands. Right. To a lot of these rappers. To a lot of these niggas. A lot of these niggas spun the block to your music. That's it. A lot of these niggas killed niggas in the name of being on that gang shit that you speak about. A lot of niggas sat around smoking weed, blasting 21 right before they went and blasted grandma. A lot of niggas on some real shit was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure I pull up in the in the flyers drip because 21 had it and I'm a bag of bitch in it. A lot of y'all niggas went inside with that mentality, dogs. So Real we got to stop. We got to yeah, stop acting definitely like... Definitely got to stop. Like, take some accountability for it because... It is happening. These these young niggas is is looking. We all look to entertainment to help define culture. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point in some instances. Whether it's right or wrong, whether we should be looking at entertainment to define us or whether we should be defining entertainment will always be the conversation. You know where I stand on this shit. But at the end of the day, we can't like forego the reality that when we watch these movies, when we listen to these these songs, when we watch these music videos, when we, like it, when we look at these commercials, in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a little bit or a lot, we are being influenced. That's it. Gucci ain't Gucci just because we all woke up one day and said, yo, that shit look fly. Gucci is Gucci because of every rapper that wore that shit. Gucci is Gucci because on every power fucking series that exists, them niggas is dripped out in Gucci. That's a fact. That's what them niggas be wearing. That's that's what they want their characters to be uh, idolized for. They Prada do. is Prada 
for the same reasons. Fendi, Fendi for the same reason, right? And what happens when we go and we watch Power and we see a nigga pull up in all that Fendi and all that Gucci, we know what time it is over. Oh, that nigga got money. Oh, that nigga fly. If it's a period piece, nigga, the Raising Canaan is supposed to be in the 80s. These niggas is pulling up in Gucci jackets. Full of shit you ain't never going to see again, by the way, either. This is limited edition. Niggas is pulling up in Mercedes and BMWs. We know what we associate when we look at that. So when our musicians decide to glorify certain lifestyles, we know that people are looking at that and saying, oh, if I want to be considered a real nigga, I got to shoot off a gun at least once. If I want to be a real nigga, I got to beat, I got to jump some nigga. I got to be on that gang shit. Like, we got to just stop with the acting. Like, we don't know what we're doing when we do it. So, yeah, you could be a financial advisor to a lot of young people. Um, but at the, the same time, there's accountability to be had. I want to know who's accountable for Frank Ocean's uh, cock ring, 25K cock ring. Now, I'm not going to hold you. This might sound crazy coming from me. I'd have bought the shit if it wasn't 25K. Where's the shit going now? On your dick. <laughs> yeah, but where on the dick? It's a it... cock ring, my nigga. Right. I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to picture where his shit is going, though, because some niggas... Got... Why you want to know where his shit going? Some, some niggas got shit going in between the little space between the gooch. Some niggas got the shit going over the shaft. Nah, that shit was a shaft ring, bro. Oh, it was a shaft ring. Okay. Yeah, that, that wasn't going nowhere else but the shaft. I wonder why he has that. I, I think he's selling it for $25,000. He, he designed it, I think. Oh, he... Oh, Frank Ocean, you're a little too freaky, dog. <laughs> you're a little too freaky, dog. Like That's right down his alley, though. So That, that, that shit is, but goddamn. Like, I don't right know. Maybe he's saying, like, niggas ain't lasting long enough, so... Let me help you out with this. Cochrane could definitely help niggas last longer. I tell you that. Yeah, and and you could look good while doing it. Here's this gold. It's gold too. Like here's this twenty twenty five k, and here's this gold. Fucking, I don't know if those was gems, diamonds. I don't know what he had in that shit. But he had a lot of shit up in there too. Some chick said it. Some chick said she would she would have got it if it wasn't a payment plan of sixty nine hundred. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Dog. Nah, I would I would I would cop a, a cock ring like that. That shit look kind of hard. Not even gonna hold you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> nigga, this too mature for this. This nigga says it's kind of hard. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> shit, shit look, that shit look real hard, bro. Uh, I bet you don't find that suspicious. You don't find that suspicious. You don't find that suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yo yo shout out to that man son <laughs> i feel like if he keeps innovating in that area he might got something son all right bro all right oh now you don't want to join in <laughs> this your this your wheelhouse my nigga <laughs> <laughs> nigga <laughs> <laughs> this is this your shit. I like thought you'd have. I thought you'd have more to say about uh, uh, Frank Ocean's cock ring. Fuck you, say Listen, God bless Frank and all his followers. All right, Let me just leave it like that. I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna just leave it alone. <laughs> 
You know Frank got a big schlong. Only niggas with big schlongs would come up with a cock ring. Like right. design a cock ring? My eye. <laughs> you're not coming. You're not designing I'm, a I'm cock ring. Coming, what? Nah, All right, moving on. What? What? Moving on. <laughs> okay. Beyonce took Khalees off her shit. Did Beyonce have a cock ring on when she took uh, off? Beyonce took Khalees <laughs> off the record. Okay. Um, as well as she broke history. This is her seventh studio album that has uh, debuted at number one. Oh, shit. And she broke. Uh, th- no other female artist has done that. Wow. So. Seventh studio album, number one. Debuted on Billboard charts as number one. So Beyonce, so Beyonce is a go. All right, well we knew this. Yeah, I don't know why niggas always talk. Oh, leave the queen alone, dog. It's over. It's no talking. No, no competition. No, who? It's Beyonce. Yeah, and and we have to say that with pride. We got to say like it's a fucking national anthem, nigga. It's Beyonce. Yeah, I don't know why you'll be mad when she be winning. That's it, dog. Listen, Stephen A. Smith said something. We got to stop congratulating losers. Listen, winners win and losers lose. Don't go awarding losers, though. That's not giving them nothing to really aspire for. Well, Party's sounding like a loser right now. Oh. He was mad at The Rock for saying, uh, an interviewer asked The Rock, what celebrity would you want to be the dog to? Yeah. As y'all know, they are promoting... Yeah, the pets, too. The pets. Well, it's the pets to the... The superheroes. I, don't, oh, I forget the name of the movie. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I forgot the name of it too. But it's it's in line with the movie that Kevin Hart did previously. Right. So they're both pets right. to superheroes. Right. Um. And so the Rock is, I believe, yeah, the Rock is Superman's uh dog, basically, and Kevin Hart is Batman's dog. Right. And so the interviewer said, "Well, what celebrity would you like to be the dog to?" And The Rock said, oh, Megan Thee Stallion. It came out instantly, though. He had that one. He was ready for that question. And it it wasn't nothing sexual. No. He didn't say it in a way that was like, mm, well, you know. Nah. None of that. Because The Rock is married, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And Party decided to go off and say shit about the nigga wife. Oh, I, damn. He did? What the fuck? Yeah. He was like, what about your wife? That like just was distasteful. Um, and he seemed really insecure and Part Party's on a decline for me, though. I don't know. I feel like ever since uh, who, who, ever since this Tory shit, he been on a decline for me, dog. So I mean, know. the two of them is looking kind of bad out here right now. I'm not even going to hold you. Yeah, I don't know. Meg, Meg has been bringing up uh, label issues again. Oh, again? God damn, dog. Fuck. Party out here looking kind of corny, especially with this. I don't know. I really be rooting for them, but... No, it's it's getting harder and harder. It's it's time for you to stop watering the grass. That root is dying. Okay, you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> nah. it's, time, it's time for you. Hold up. It's time for you to stop watering that tree. The root is dying. Okay, the soil is not good. Then I'm a root for whoever. I'm rooting for everybody. Black. All right. Guy. I knew you was gonna say that. And these two are the only two you should not be rooting for. They're they're on the decline. That's because they on the decline. Don't mean they don't need to be rooted for. Oh, as long as they don't do nothing that's going to hurt nobody. Don't root for them. Pray for them. I can do both. All, all right. The party needs more prayer because I think there's something wrong. I think party deep down inside probably felt like, damn, The Rock could. The Rock is definitely richer than both of y'all. Probably. 
Combined. For, yeah. And it's not a probably. The niggas was the richest man in Hollywood right. for a minute. And deep down inside, you know if The Rock got up in Megan, he's only asking her one fucking question. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? And he's going to la 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 that pussy. So stop well, playing, party, man. you just don't want that. You don't, you don't want the type of energy. You don't want that type of problem physically. Oh, The Rock will fuck you up. You don't want that type <laughs> of problem Gun wise Financially You don't want no yeah, problem Nah that's just not a, a tree to be barking up And you're old enough To know that It's and, not like you're like 22 or and, some shit like that The Rock old enough To be both of y'all Fucking fathers So you gotta cut it The out. Rock probably reached out Hey, hey man <laughs> Fuck was all that I just I just Listen bro, Brother I just I just I just answered the question And it doesn't matter If you wear her or not I answered the question and I and I didn't say it, and and they tried to get the nigga to go sexual, and he said, no, "We don't have to go into that." And I was like, "This nigga <laughs> smart as fuck," because if they if he would have went sexual, it would have been over, it been over. So something that I threw in the chat and you uh, went on a rant about was there was a meme that said that if you uh, pour liquor, if someone pours liquor into your girl's mouth, oh, I was super high, so my shit was extra. I know that. Oh, you was wild yeah, extra. Yeah. And I was like, what is yeah. this nigga talking about right mad, now? Mad extra, but you said that I you still, would count that as a body. Yeah, that's a body. I still stand by it. And then I sent I sent it to my other man's, and he said, so back in the day when you was letting your friend take air sips off of your fucking uh, woolies, and when you was letting your man's take air sips off of the tropical fantasies, did he catch a body when he put it in your mouth? I said, yeah, he did. We don't need to have this conversation any further. Because if, if that's how you count bodies, <laughs> because we I don't know, know dogs. We, we didn't know what we was doing. We didn't know what we was doing. We was doing that. Getting air sips from my friend. Now, as we older, we know we know what we're doing. If I'm out with my girl, not at Benny Hanna's. If we're somewhere else. Oh, so Benny Hanna's don't count? Benny Hanna's definitely counts. <laughs> okay, Benny Hanna's is the worst. That's the worst example. Because they're, they're squirting it from a mile away. That shit is coming from left field. Oh, that is not a no, body. Wide, <laughs> the fucking wide receiver got the mouth wide open, and they're like, "I right, get this fucking sauce, nigga. What are we doing? It's a body for it's, me, dogs. It's okay, for you. Yeah, that's that. And for you? No, it's not a body. No, that's it's not a body. Especially by a nigga who's there, and he likes your girl, and you know, and then he's using this as an opportunity. Like, all right, cool. She's not swallowing my kids, but she's going to swallow this fucking Sprite. Whatever whatever his intent is <laughs> has nothing to do with the cultural reference uh, of driving the boat, my nigga. <laughs> and that is what this refers to at the end of the day. And that has become a cultural thing over the last five years. Women invented this shit, by the way, because women do this shit thoroughly. Well, Meg is the one who made it popular, but it's been happening long before. You got Trey Song. Say, ah, that's Ben. Uh, so you can't put that on women. And Trey Song's been saying, say, ah, for how long? That song's been out for over a decade I'm now. I'm glad so. that nigga beat the case. Okay. But if you're talking about niggas, uh, quote, unquote, driving the boat, that shit, is, that shit is regular now. Niggas, niggas do that all the time. Niggas who do that to girls. That they could never really have sex with. They're envisioning themselves right now, envisioning their sperm inside that bottle, inside that wine bottle, inside uh, whatever it is. You got something to tell us? And they're putting <laughs> that. They're putting that fucking. Don't tell on yourself now. They're, they're putting that intention inside of that shit, and then like, I right, open. You up, got your right, eyes closed, so I. Right. You feel like you're telling on yourself. Say ah, <laughs> and as a nigga's doing that, 
as it's going in her mouth, he's thinking that he's ejaculating right now. You know? Ladies, don't ever, don't ever <laughs> okay. drive the boat with Distinguished because okay. he is clearly telling you right. what so, he is fantasizing about so, when he's pouring his liquor down your so, throat. So, so, so think about what I'm saying. Niggas is taking it to another. No, no, level. not niggas. Distinguished. <laughs> okay, right. not niggas. It's this thing. I see plenty of niggas. <laughs> That's a body some shit. It's somebody right. a girl's and they ain't do all of that. They ain't do half of what you just did on the side of the couch. They just simply poured right. and just kept it pushing. No, no I don't no. know what's going on right. over here. It's a body. <laughs> all right, it's a body. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Listen, see, this is what you be trying to do. You be trying to add other niggas into the pot to hide your shit. No, this your shit. Okay, own that. All right, my nigga. If, if you be fantasizing about ejaculating when you pouring liquor down bitches' throats, just hold, just own it, bro. Other niggas is not doing all that. Shit. And girls be pouring the shit down each other's throat. All that. <laughs> this nigga, man. So is the hug and rocking side to side a body? So if you they they made that as the man's version. Yeah. Okay. Because there's some girls, out of respect, they won't hug you the way they hug you in private, the way they hug you in public. And we know what those hugs look like. Drake told us that. On his last project, not not honestly, never mind. Uh, on the other project before the certified lover boy, there was a line in there where he was like, "You know, what I mean, this is I'm paraphrasing something about you know the hugs that she gives, and we both know the hug that she gives me. We we know those hugs. There's some girls that hug niggas from the side. There's some girls that really hug niggas like like a bear hug like they actually go in like they like like their whole fucking head and their chin tucks under your chest and then there's girls that hug you face to face where literally your fucking your side of the face is on their shoulder and then their side of the face is on your shoulder some niggas don't get those hugs speaking of drake ovo fest was over the weekend oh, drake had shit. covid originally Damn. and then uh like 4 days this new covid is quick um <laughs> like 3 4 days my man was good again, and they did um, OVO Fest, which was like a, a Young Money reunion. It was a homecoming, man. We talking 10 years in the fucking game. Let's go. Wheezy, Nikki. Um, but the question did pop up. Mac, man, everybody outside. Wheezy. What the? I thought it was a good question, too. Um, so DJ Khaled, as we know, released that record that we played at the top of the episode. Fire, fire, fire. The video, very, whoever, whoever did the treatment, y'all niggas was on some shit that day. That treatment, hilarious. Some people are saying that it's it's mid. Well, a lot of people in the comment section said it was mid because we've kind of heard this song before from Drake and, and Baby yeah, and Khaled. The, yeah, 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 true. So the question is, and Joe Budden had posed this to his uh, group, on the last episode of his pod, is Drake falling off? No, stop. See, that's what niggas want you to believe. No. It's, it's a question. No. Aubrey Graham is not falling off. It's a setup. Mm-hmm. Niggas don't want to believe that Drake... I don't even want to hear this type of chitter chat right now. I don't want to hear this shit. I mean, for the last... <sighs> My man has had a run. Let's stop. He's still running. 
Nah, I mean, these last couple of years, he, his run has kind of slowed down. Uh, nah. Drake was Drake was not even on the track at some at one point. I'm not trying to hear none of this chitter chat. I mean, it's the truth though. Uh, he speak. wasn't even he wasn't even on the same track as he was. Speak you saying speak your truth? It's not my truth. It's the truth. Okay. okay. <laughs> he was Usain Bolt at one point. Okay. Niggas couldn't catch him for nothing, and now as of the last couple of years. I won't say that this has been a long span, but over the last, I mean, we all know CLB was not it. Like, I still got my favorites on that album. This, I have favorites too. It still wasn't up to par for Drake. Okay. You got. You're entitled to your opinion. It's not my opinion. Look at the, the sales, bro. I don't care about the sales. See, <laughs> we got to stop being deceived. Look at by the, the look at the. Look, are you we being gotta, a super fan right gotta, now? We got to stop being deceived by the numbers. Oh, you being a super fan. Got to really appreciate the fucking music. It's timeless. You, you sensitive about this man we right gotta, now? Got to appreciate the music. The music is timeless. Over not here. on CLB, we nigga. Don't worried about album sales and nigga. Just focus on the fucking music. Nigga, CLB was not a timeless album at Come all, on. and we we both know that. I mean, we need to pull up the old episode when we critiqued listen, it. In the words of Drake, pipe down. Okay? Pipe down. Anyways, um, you had CLB didn't hit the way people was expecting it to, especially with the billboards that he put up. Funny-ass things, billboards. Things like that. You have this latest project, which I guess wasn't supposed to be taken seriously, but dance records hitting in the club. At the end of the day, whether he meant it to be taken seriously or not, he did label it an album. And so that really didn't gain certain traction. Yes, we all think that there is a plan with it. Yes, we all think that it, it represents something else. But as of right now, it ain't hitting. A lot of the, the current singles that Drake has put out uh, hasn't really taken over the way his previous singles have. We speak about energy all the time. We speak about shit off of Take Care. We speak about views. We speak about a bunch of different we projects. Know, we know Drake's biggest single of all time to date is still God's Plan. I don't think he's going to make another record like God's Plan. Before God's Plan, Drake's biggest single was Hotline Bling. And I think before Hotline Bling, it was either between Just Hold On, We're Going Home, or it was um, One Dance. Where One Dance actually changed the fucking game, actually. One Dance was, was wild. One Dance was up there. One Dance changed the fucking game. And then the shit he did with a controller was wild. I mean, the point is, and some people are making um, this point stick, is we haven't seen peak Drake in a very long time. In years. We haven't seen peak Drake that has proven and shown that he is light years ahead of the pack. That's not to say that he is not that person, though. He can't produce that type of project. I feel like we still haven't gotten Drake's best project yet. I think that that's still coming down the pipeline. Take care, too. is on its way. If Listen, if Wheezy 6, if, if Carter 6 is on his way, according to fucking Lil Wayne, Dwayne, then nigga Aubrey's giving us take care, too. Because that, that's what the fuck you want. That's what your ass want. I want... Peak Drake. That's all I want. You I want don't. It don't have to be take care too. We because talked about this on the podcast there, many episodes ago. You yes, said, yeah, and I said that he would too. have a take care too, right. but he may not. But I want peak Drake. I want Drake to show his talent in the ways that he's shown it before. <clears throat> that doesn't necessarily mean the same type of music or the same type of tracks or rapping 
singing, blend, whatever the case. We may never get another Take Care. Take Care may just be Take Care. I want a whole Drake album with just nothing but bars. That's that's what we want. We want what J. Cole gave us, 2014 Forest Hill Drive. I would appreciate a, a nothing but bars Drake album, and that's what I think this should have been. Nah. Um, but we didn't get that. We got Dance Drake. I think that nothing but bars would have done Drake's career way better than this album at this time. Not to say that he didn't need to or shouldn't have done this album at some point, but this album after CLB disappointed and after people said that Drake can't really give us bars anymore, he would have did good for himself to just drop a whole record of raps, just killing the rap game, showing niggas that he's still that nigga. Okay. Instead, he gave us a dance project. Cool. I fuck with it. It don't it don't work for uh what he needs at this moment in time. It ain't not I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. I like I like a lot of the songs on there. I don't like it enough to play it over and over and over. This definitely is not getting the replay value of Drake's other projects, including Certified Lover Boy. Like I played that way more times than I played this. But at the end of the day, I feel like this probably wasn't necessary for right now, or it wasn't necessary as an album. It might have been necessary as an EP, seven songs, max ten, and a quick in and out. But after a while, it start the he didn't even pick enough of a, a a variety of beats on this shit. So I can see why people are saying like, "Hey, he's not taking the same amount of care that he used to to produce music as." He used to. And that could be for a variety of reasons. Maybe he is, you know, bored. A lot of people say he might be bored of the music industry. I could see that because right now there isn't that much space to be, you know, the as lyrical or as in tune with the craft as maybe 2009 where you could do all types of shit on an album and it would be fire. Now you kind of have to stay in certain lanes. So I could see why people would suggest that he is falling off do i think that we've seen the end of drake no i don't think that at all but do i think that this is the best version of drake not so much i feel like this was this dj Khaled song kind of encapsulates it because it's like a microwaved version of the single it don't sound like they they took some time to be like yo how could we deliver something different sound like drake did what he always knows how to do baby jumped on it Khaled said dj Khaled. that's what i got from this shit oh man i loved it i loved it um blue face getting top of this nigga son that ass they look like they back together um shade room y'all gotta stop promoting it dog yeah yeah shade yo y'all really love perpetuating violence y'all really do that and then put the caption we do not yeah, perpetuate I, I bullying and violence. Shit. I don't listen. I I think that toxic man. We we keep glorifying this type of behavior. Um, they have they they have a show. Like I can't even believe they got a show. I'm like, y'all got a show after all this bullshit. They oh, bent. No. I mean, the show bent on before the bullshit. <clears> but <throat> wow, you a lot of times when these type of things happen, right? The show gets canceled or whatever. The network says, "You know what? We're gonna pull out." The network is still on board. Oh, y'all niggas love it just as much. All right, cool. Everybody's a part of the problem. Everybody heard part you. of this shit. I heard you. All right, cool. So, don't <sighs> comment. And she's a beautiful young lady, but goddamn, son. 
Yeah, there's that, there's a lot going on there. Clearly, mental health related. That nigga dirt too, dog. Yeah, that, he's that, definitely dirt. Nigga's dirt. Um, I don't know. They got to do better. They got to do better. We got to stop glorifying these type of relationships because what ends up happening is whether y'all believe it or not, these young women talking 15, 16, 17, see this shit and emulate it. They literally looking up to y'all like role models. Like, what? And then I don't even have to go that low. A lot of y'all fucking 30-year-olds, 27-year-olds, 26-year-olds look at this shit, find it acceptable, and then bring it into your relationships. I'm fucking crying. Facts. Like, y'all see these shorties screaming on their men and throwing <laughs> shit at them and Facts. getting upset, and y'all start doing that shit in your relationships, thinking that it's acceptable and cool to be that woman. To bark on your man, to throw a drink in his face and storm off and all this extra shit that y'all be seeing on Loving Hip Hop, on Zeus, on all these things. You got this bad Yo. boys club where niggas just fight each other all day long. I ain't so. gonna hold you. Zeus Network is turning into some a whole other shit, boy. I'm Zeus like, know exactly what it's doing. Like, it's about what? to make a billy off I'm of like, it. What the fuck? Y'all niggas is literally pre- y'all whole shit is predicated on violence. Like legit. The whole shit is predicated on black trauma. It don't matter who was coming from. Gay, straight, LG, it don't matter who was coming from. Oh, word? Drama? Violence? Honey. And I promise you this shit probably owned by a white person. Uh, I'm going to go do that research and I'm going to come back next week and let y'all know. But I'm like 99% sure it is owned by a white person who is making millions off of black trauma. About to be billions in a minute. Or for y'all niggas deciding all y'all want to do to get famous is throw hands. Y'all don't got nothing else to offer but throwing hands and doing ratchet, goofy shit. All type of ratchet shit. And I'm here. I'm here for niggas. Finally, I feel like we're starting to see it play out more like, yo, it's not only gay shows, it's gay narratives. It's a lot of black men who identify as gay. They finally like got on now. Yo, congrats. It's lit. But all y'all niggas do is fucking fight. God, yo, that's all y'all niggas do. I know somebody in the gay community is like, this is not all the fuck we do. But somebody's like, nigga, this is how we going to get the fucking rent paid, though. Shit is insane. It's bad. It's ripped, bro. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> These fucking bad boys. Nigga, y'all bad. <laughs> It's bad, man. Oh, yeah, on God. on both ends, you got the the women being glorified. Oh, always. And bad with girls the fighting. started the shit. And then now you got the men throwing hands and saying clapping ass and <laughs> all type of shit. Um, bad texters. So there is a video going about uh, where the shorty is saying like, "Yo, I told this nigga that I was a bad texter." And he ain't want to believe me. And then there's some voice notes from the nigga that's basically saying, like, yo, you really playing in my face right now. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take 45 steps back and I'm going to delete your number and you don't need to contact me anymore. Because I think he texted her and then the weekend went by. I presume he was trying to take her out for the weekend. He asked her, what are you doing for the weekend? And she texted him back two days later. So, nigga, that, that was the same boat I was in. And if he had a nigga like XAB to talk to, he probably wouldn't be in a boat so long. So what is a bad texter to you? A bad texter is if I text you today is Monday and you don't hit me back until Friday. Nigga, that's bad. Okay. I mean, 
Monday to Friday is definitely nigga. That is nigga. That's insane. And me personally, I, I try to give the benefit of the doubt. I try to give two days in between. Like yo, maybe you having a real wild two days. That that's that's me. After, I think that's fair. After the third day, I'm like, ah, you sure? And then I kind of get in my feelings a little bit when I see shit online, and I'm like, you're using your same device to post. That's the same device you're using to text. Bitch, everything is on one device. Now, to be fair, though. Did you see my text? Just because somebody's online doesn't necessarily mean they want to have a conversation. If I'm posting on Instagram, that doesn't necessarily mean I want to talk to everybody. I don't know. It's kind of cap. If we was talking and you and you don't reply to the text after the first day, all right, cool. Second day, all right, cool. Third day, eh. Fourth day. I mean, those are two different things. If I'm on my social media, can't justify it. And you text me and I don't respond, but I stay on my social media. That doesn't necessarily mean that I don't fuck with you. That could just mean that I don't want to have a conversation. Just because you believe that narrative doesn't mean that it's not wrong. Just because you believe that doesn't mean that what's not happening with that unanswered text is still not fucked up. But what would make it fucked up? Would you rather somebody force a conversation with you? No, don't force a conversation. So what So what are we saying? R- reply back to the text, though. Especially if the text, if it wasn't a statement or if it wasn't like a fucking emoji, if it was a question. A question that's going to lead to a further conversation. Yeah, but you could still answer it and be like, yo, listen, like, answer it. and then. I mean, you can't tell somebody else what to do in that answer. It's what you may want them to do, and I agree with that. Oh, oh okay. But there are people that... It, let's say Shorty had a long day at work. She sees your question. I don't really want to get into this shit right now. I'll leave it for tomorrow. Is there something wrong with that? I think it all depends on how much the person's into you. I'm not going to put shit on. I'm not going to keep putting it on. I'm on my social media. Niggas have told me this. Niggas and women. Nigga, you post every fucking day. I, 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 I took a pause for the call over the weekend. I know I post. I post more than most niggas. I be post a lot. Stories, WhatsApp, Facebook stories, Facebook posts, Instagram the most. Tumblr. I, I post on Tumblr every day. Niggas don't even use it. Still, I'm still on Tumblr heavy. I go off of energy, and I know sometimes I have a knack. Of forcing the energy because if I'm talking to you and you're not replying to a text, you know, I was having a conversation actually with my friend today, actually about this. She does listen to the podcast. She might be a little upset, but I love you. I'm not gonna say your name, but you know what the fuck we was talking about. Long story short, we were talking about how we communicate with each other. I know that she's more of a phone person. She likes to be on the phone. I realize with her, not necessarily other people, with her in particular, I don't really want to be on the phone. I'd rather text or send a voice note. And then she sent me a meme, and the meme was basically like when you hit niggas up in a text and all they send is voice notes. Yeah, I'm a voice note nigga at times. Sometimes I don't like to text. Sometimes my thumb be fucking hurting. It, wouldn't that be the same thing, though? As sometimes people be on social media and they don't want to talk. Yeah, but in her particular situation, she'll hit me up with a hey. And that hay will be there. And I'll reply to the hay. And my hay will stay there for like four days. Well, she's expressed to you. She'd rather be on the phone. Yeah, now she's expressed that. I feel like I've always known that. But the problem in, in that particular situation, that particular hay and the hay back, 
I got hit with the I was busy. You was busy when you hit me up with hey? So why'd you hit me up with hey if you was busy? You should have you no hate me. You should have just let the hey be nothing. Because then when I hit you up, I'm like, you're white and reply back to my hey. Oh, I got busy. But can't that be true? Can't somebody think that they're ready for a conversation and then get busy? Yeah, but I feel like the long ass wait of not replying, that deserves some type of explanation besides I was busy. To who? You think you deserve that? Yeah. And what makes you deserve a long drawn out explanation? I don't want a long drawn out explanation. I want an explanation for why you hit me up with a hey and then I hit you up with a hey and then the shit goes unanswered for four days and then I got to ask, yo, what happened the other day? Oh, I was busy. You couldn't say you was busy? Like the either the same day or like when you got unbusied. But then I realized now she might be upset about this, but this is true. This person only be hitting me up on some random shit. The other day hits me up like, yo, no good afternoon, no good bowling. Question mark. I'm like going to sleep to bowling in my bed. And I already know how that was gonna go. It was going to go like this. Ladies, y'all got to stop doing this shit. Friends or no friends. You hit me up with the bowling because you know I drop. I got this. I got that. You don't have that. But you want to go bowling. So you're either going to do one or two things. You're going to you're gonna hop in that Lyft or that Uber, whatever's more convenient. And you're going to do what you do. You said you was going with a friend. Maybe you didn't even want to go with that fucking person. You want to go with a nigga that is going to probably spend the money for you to do that and me and this person have gone bowling before but i just didn't like it was just it was just it was just random it was mad random it made me think her moon is probably a scorpio like mine more of the story is if you know your friend like how you know your friend some of y'all know me sometimes i'm gonna need a long journal explanation because if it's not if it's now an emergency and you need distinguished to help you with a job you need this thing which to help you with a resume. Nigga, I'm on it. Because I've been on it for years. Sometimes I need some shit explained. Y'all taking me for granted. I just think what you are equating the two to be don't necessarily always have to be. I think people get busy. I think people choose how they want to use their phone. And that's not to negate anything you're saying because at a certain point a hundred percent if you keep reaching out to somebody and they are not reciprocating that energy that tells you something so of course that exists i just think that you can't always equate it to mean one that somebody's taking you for granted or two that if they don't respond in the way that you would like them to respond that that means something other than them being busy. I don't think that people necessarily think that when they get busy and they express and they express to you, oh, I was busy, that they need to tell you what they were busy doing. Um, so I think that those are the areas where I'm a little bit less uh, in agreement with. But absolutely, I do agree that at a certain point, if I'm texting you, you're not responding, and every time it's like, oh, sorry, I had a busy week, uh, da, 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 da. that can... That's going to get me annoyed. That can show 
your form of interest, right? Like if that is a constant thing, then yeah, you, you might not be that interested in me. And that's cool. Excuse me. That's cool. You're not interested. Move on. Or I move on with that information. Right. Like, and if I got that informa- information wrong, now it's up to you to clarify. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to continue to give you a particular type of energy. It's not being reciprocated. And I don't want to be one of them niggas that you screenshotting and... 10 days, you know, 10 years from now when the podcast is is in the Hall of Fame of podcasts, you like, oh, this nigga used to text me. I used to leave him on red. Right, like, right. And then I'm going to say, show me who your husband is and show me what he does for a living. <laughs> that ass. Show me what your husband looks like. Tell me what he does for a living. And if it's nowhere near what the fuck I'm doing, what the fuck does your text got to do with anything right now? You looking for clout. Can't get it. So at the end of the day, I do, I do agree. Um, Like today, just to piggyback, somebody told me today, we know this person. I hit them with the, Hey, they hit me with the high. Now I've learned something about me. I really don't like how the word high looks on paper. And I don't like how the word high looks in text. I don't know if that's a triggering thing. I don't know where that even comes from. I just don't like how high looks. Anytime I see high, for me, it's a red flag. I've I've known this for a long time, but now I'm like, I'm at a space where I could kind of talk about it. I feel like when a woman says hi to me, a woman that I was either one trying to talk to, two, I had a conversation where we had a great conversation. Unless the high is happening in person, I feel like that's the only time where I feel like it's like on some regular like playing ground. Feel like there's like no real alert going on. I feel like if it's in a text, it's either going to be a real serious conversation or it's going to be a conversation that both of y'all got to be on guard for, especially if they're coming outwardly saying hi. So I hit them with the hey, they hit me with the hi. My next question was, yo, what are you doing X, you know, X amount a week? And then the next question was, why? Two question marks and one exclamation point. So this wasn't the question like question why. This was the question why like I'm confused why. So then I was just like, oh, you know what? My bad. Don't even worry about it. That lets me know that that's how that's that that's where we at, and I'm good. And I took that information and I'm moving the fuck on, as you should. And and that's the reality of it. I don't know where it came from, but it is what it is. Like at the end of the day. <laughs> I think we all should have a standard of what is acceptable for us. And that's what I owe. That's what I continue to preach. It's never about the action of the other person. It's always about how you receive that action. If that action is unacceptable for you, then move on. I don't, I don't give a fuck what the reasoning is. I don't care if the person didn't mean it that way or maybe I got it wrong or whatever the case is. If I feel like the communication isn't acceptable to me, I'm just going to take the information and move on. I'm not going to force it out of the person to let me know, yo, what's wrong with you? Or why did you respond to me like that? Or, yo, I ain't really appreciate that. Nah, I'm going to leave you right where you at. And if it is for us to have a conversation about it at some point, then maybe we will. If I even want to have a conversation about it, I could just be rubbed the wrong way and just call it a day. You know, so I think we're mature enough and we're old enough, some of us, not everybody, but we're old enough to know what is for us and what isn't. And if that form of communication is what you giving me, that's not for me. 
Like, if it is, I had a young lady um, who her text game wasn't up to par this week. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't where I would want it to be. And but every time I do hit her up, she's like, "Yo, I'm having a crazy week. I'm sorry. I missed your text. Da 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 da. Like, I'll talk to you soon, or we'll talk soon. I'm cool with that. Right for right now." Now, if it's a consistent pattern, then it becomes a thing where it's like, I, I'm giving too much energy in this particular space, and then I need to fall back. I need to chill out with that, whether it's my friends, whether it's family. I mean, across the board, I feel like we are supposed to feel the energy out, understand on both ends. I'm not talking about for men. I'm talking about for men and women. Feel the energy out. If it's not given a certain type of way, then you tend to fall back and you and you realize, all right, maybe I'm giving too much to this individual. Let me give this energy to a person that's actually going to give it back or actually deserves it or actually is like someone who's going to add value to my life. Oftentimes what we end up doing is the more we seem like the more it seems like something is elusive to us, the more we chase it down. That ain't it. Um, I'm starting to I'm starting to think, yo, I. Texting is overrated. I think it depends on who you are, how you like to communicate. But a lot of people, I think, feel like texting is one stage of a relationship. I think people think that talking on the phone is the next stage. There's people that I feel comfortable with. I feel like you could learn more about a person via them texting. Niggas could say anything on the fucking phone. You're going to see the real motherfucker when they text. Some people, some people feel the inverse. I, I spoke to a young woman one time, and she felt the opposite. She felt like people could look up whatever the fuck they wanted to look like a genius um, yes, through okay. text. Okay, um, but on the phone, like you can hear what's happening in the background. You can see, you can hear, um, like if they ask, if you ask them a question, they have to answer on the fly. And there's certain things that people could do. And then on FaceTime, you know, there's oh, a, that's a whole nother world. You're going you're gonna to know the real nigga on FaceTime <laughs> for sure. So, I oh, mean, yeah. for me, I personally, I personally like to text. Yeah, I don't, I'm a texter. I don't, I don't like the phone. phone. The phone for me and a unless, lot of... Unless it's business. They got, we got to be talking about some real shit. Like, yo, call me, nigga. There has to be a direct reason why we're on the phone. Facts. Right? Facts. But besides a small group of people, there's people... Obviously, you, D-Flow, right. um, a couple of others that I'll shoot the shit with on the phone for easy a, a, a couple of hours or right. whatever. And that's super rare now. Like, as an adult, adult, we did that more so when we was like 23. But as an adult, a lot, nigga. that ain't really it for me. And yeah. I, I just feel like the phone is a distraction. person I'm on the phone with the most these days is my fucking mom. God damn, son. I love you, mom. But fuck. Yeah, I just, for me personally, the phone is a distraction. It's hard for me. To do other things while being on the phone. Right. And so I avoid being on the phone. Like that, that's just my thing. Um, I think if you want to get deeper in terms of like why certain people can get through versus others, that might be a vulnerability question. Maybe like I'm more comfortable being phone vulnerable with certain people uh, as opposed to not. But I just, me personally, I find myself feeling annoyed when I'm on the phone. Like, when I'm sitting there, especially if the conversation isn't tantalizing, 
and like we're going and we're having a great you know what I mean like if it's not that if it's literally because a lot of unfortunately a lot of people like to just sit on the phone right a lot of people just oh I, I you, we don't even have to say nothing nah fuck that I'm not sitting here watching a movie with the phone sitting next to me hearing you breathe I'm not oh, doing that I'm, I'm fucking crying. unless we doing the 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 fucking where we watch the movie at the same time type shit on the computer cool on a computer you still do that yeah that covid shit um oh shit okay i was not doing none of that but okay but if i'm watching fucking the news and you're over there watching bad boys club don't watch that shit when i'm on the phone with you nigga i don't want to hear that shit (laughs) i I don't want to hear why he didn't suck his dick last night i don't want to hear none of it so i don't (laughs) like i'm going to sleep and when I'm actually about to go watch three episodes of Stranger Things, like I'm going to sleep. Crying. I'm not going to sit on the phone with you. I'm sorry. And and maybe like, again, there's people that break that barrier. But for the most part, I don't like the phone. I'd much rather text you. I'd much rather. Watch my fucking shows. Right. In between here and there. You know what I mean? Play my game. Hey. Or, or start building for the next episode or start building for the next Fucking live show, start building the 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 merch and the branding and oh, everything. I'd rather be focusing on that than being on the phone talking about nothing. Right. That's just me. Facts. So, yeah, I'm I'm a texter as well. Um, I'm starting to do voice notes a little bit more to try and bridge the gap. Cause some people, I'm a I'm a shoot a fair one. Some people, the reason why they like the phone is because, and this is something that I learned through the pandemic. Um, talking to somebody who was a phone person. Some people hearing your voice is is part of I won't call it their love language, but part of what keeps them interested in you. So the texting removes that component, and they don't feel as connected. So they need to hear your voice to some extent because for them, hearing your voice adds a different level of connection for others is seeing you in person adds another level of connection. I need to see you, especially those people that need that quality time. I need to see you consistently, or I need to, to feel like we're connected to one another consistently to feel like we're building for a lot of people. Texting doesn't feel like that. So I get it on that capacity of it, which is why when someone does tell me like they're a phone person, I try to compromise to some extent. Right, without doing the most. Without doing the most and without feeling like, yo, I, I'm losing myself. Um, Heard you. So, came across this right before we did the episode, but is being single for a long period of time a red flag? Yeah. Why do you see that as a red flag? Um, Because the problem, the, the problem really might be you. There, there, there might be something wrong with how you date people. Mm. I don't want to hear, and I feel like I'll be hearing this, and I'm like, cap, not everybody, but some of y'all, like a lot of a high percentage of y'all, cap, I'm on a spiritual journey. Okay. I'm practicing abstinence. Okay. I've been celibate for the last seven months. 
Oh, 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 okay. All right. Um, does that count? Does toys count? No. Okay. Um, I think the person that has not been in a relationship for mad long, I feel like mad long is like four years. Four years is mad long, son. Four, four years is mad long. I think a year, all right, two years. After three, now I'm starting to like really feel like, all right, are, are you sure? Have you been on dates? Have you been fucking? Like what? Like what? Because if you haven't been doing shit, you might be. You might be a serial killer. I don't. I don't see it as a red flag. Okay. Um, you've been out the game for a minute. I have. Um, I don't see it as a red flag. I think that it it depends on circumstances. I think that most of the time, if someone hasn't gotten into a relationship. That means they haven't come across what they they're looking for. So um, I think people who don't want to settle tend to continue to look for what they want. And that might take longer than the average. It depends on the intention behind it, though. I think if you you bring up a good point there, some people potentially the way they're they're dating or the way they present in relationships may be an issue maybe something that they need to look at um but i also think that it's a it's a choice most of the time if you're if you're single for 4 years you're choosing to be single at that point i think and what i mean by that is you probably dating or you've been on a couple of dates in between but the people that probably been fucking in between even though you're saying you're celibate Okay. Uh, totally different story. <laughs> you add in variables. But like if if you've been dating and seeing people and you haven't landed on a relationship, there's probably a reason why. And it, it may not always be because you there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with the way you're dating. There's been plenty of times people come across certain individuals think that is going well. And then some bombshell comes out. I remember I was talking to somebody, um, one of my friends, and she was saying, like, she was dating this dude for a minute. And then next thing she knew, like, the dude was acting weird. And then come to find out, dude had a baby that he was hiding from her whole time. Oh, shit. Damn. So, like, things like that are traumatic in one Damn, instance are you hiding your baby nigga fuck and that's not gonna make you very comfortable to want to settle down with somebody niggas is um crazy. and then on the other end of it like you're gonna probably take some time in between that like you might be like man i'm gonna take my time with the next nigga because this nigga hit his baby for nine months and i didn't know nine nothing months. about it i'm just throwing a number out there oh, i don't know i'm about to say um, but like shit like that happens so sometimes you keep coming across bullshit especially in 2020 or 2022 i keep going back to 2020 but 2022 Was like that a great 2020 nigga maybe i don't know um okay. 2022 okay. you know a lot of people it, it, i feel like every year in the 20s it gets harder like 2020 was dating probably was tragic because it was all online 2021 I hear a lot of horror stories. 2022, I hear even more. So I do feel like 
as things progress, depending on the person, of course, um, it's not a, it's not a red flag. It's not a red flag. I think people naturally date in between that. But just because you date doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in a relationship with that person. So that's a fact. There's niggas out here fucking for free. Don't ever think you got to have a bag of money, nigga. Um, broke. Donald Trump, FBI raided his crib, Mar-a-Lago, right before we got on air. Um, I don't even know what that's about, but uh, he he said that that has never happened in the history of any uh, U.S. president. I want to say that's true. I don't think that's ever happened. He's not the president, and it's definitely happened before. Oh, to to, to who? Richard Nixon, Watergate. Oh, okay. Well, okay, Watergate. Um, but yeah, he's, and he's no longer the president. So yeah. Um, and I think Richard, Richard Nixon almost went to jail, but there was some type of deal in place, not deal, but they decided not to prosecute the charges that they had against him. So Donald Trump just wants you to believe as he has been doing all, all along wants you to believe that there's a witch hunt specifically against him that's never happened before, but that is not true. I wonder what they're looking for. Uh, well, they said before that he was uh, flushing notes down the White House toilet, um, and they're doing this January 6th committee. A lot of it is pointing towards him either inciting a mob on, pur- on purpose or knowing, knowingly or having prior information that this mob was going to occur and attempt to um, overrun I'm Congress. Because sure, I'm sure Trump has multiple properties. So why that one in particular? Because that's his home base. He doesn't really... I think he had to forego the New York um, estate, and he's been living in Florida as his main um, place. A lot of people believe that he was going to run for governor in Florida, um, of course, he's been saying he wants to run for president in 2024. Uh, we don't really know. We'll see. It doesn't seem like he actually wants to. I think he wants to set it up to make it seem like the Democrats and other people um, conspired against his ability to run and try and become a martyr in that way. Um, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, when the FBI come, they typically don't come for no reason. So we're going to find out. Uh, yeah, if, I feel yeah. If the FBI is coming to anybody's shit. That means there's some real shit going on. Like they 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 already know what they're looking for at this point. They're looking for a conviction, quick and fast. There's no fucking around. Yeah, the FBI don't like to make moves and nothing come from it. That is true. And we already know that once they they decide to prosecute, oh yeah, the conviction rate is out of this world. Yeah, so it's, it's slim to none getting out of that one. Brittany Griner got nine years in Florida in, in Russia. No surprise. Um, I'm pretty sure she'll be home in a couple of months, honestly. Um, but this is all part of the process. They already knew, the U.S. at least already knew, she was going to get convicted. They convicted um, her fast as fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's not that the ass. same system. So... Because remember, a few we talked about this on the podcast, they had extended her being there up until December something. So for them to convict her so fast, man, all of that must have been just, let's just put this out there. I mean, the faster they convict her, 
which is why she pled guilty in the first place, the faster they can talk about a prisoner swap. And so this is somewhat, I won't say good news, but this is moving in the direction that most would want it to in terms of her being home soon. If, if, and of course they gave her an egregious amount of time because of, that's going to raise the stakes, right? Like Nine if you, years as long as if shit. you don't give me what I'm asking for, then this person will sit for nine years. Now, so, now there was something that was said on one of these, you know, uh, black news outlets online, and I was like, interesting. We're gonna see how this goes. Somebody was saying Brittany had wrote that letter to the president. That, that the open letter that she had wrote to Biden. And they also said Britney's the same one who, I guess, denounced the flag at one point, you know, on some Colin Kaepernick shit. And then it made me think, will America actually back Britney? And then especially after what Donald Trump just said, I don't, I, I don't know now. America like, has already backed Britney. So. Uh, okay. I mean, okay. Biden has come out and said that he's going to do everything he can to get her back. He said this after the conviction, though. Of course he would say it after the conviction. Nobody, these, these motherfuckers ain't say shit when she was going through it. Because as we said on this podcast, the more you raise somebody's stake during those type of negotiations, the more that Russia feels like it has the ability to ask for more. So if you make her a superstar in terms of we really, really need her back, it's, it's like any other negotiation. If I know you want this mic and you're willing to pay a billion dollars for the mic, then I'm going to just keep raising the stake. And, and I know you got it, so I'm going to keep raising So the whole point was, which is what the U.S. government has been saying, is please keep this quiet to some extent because the lower it seems like her stake is the easier it is to get her home. So naturally he's going to speak out more so after the conviction than during the process because they're playing chess. They're not playing checkers. She, she to me is being used as a political prisoner. She's being used as a pawn and it doesn't make sense She's being swapped for somebody on multiple levels who is not even in her bracket of, I, I, I don't even want to say swap worthy, but we're talking about two different types of people on like two different calibers. We're talking about a, a, a arms dealer for a basketball player. This ain't, this, this isn't, is this in the same sentence? This shit is kind of wild. That's what happens when folks don't, don't play ball. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. At the end of the day, people refuse to listen to what the intelligence agencies were saying. News outlets kept playing the story over and over and over. Um, more and more people were upset without knowing how these things run. Right. And I can understand to some extent. Right. A lot of people are on this oh, it only happens to the black person, like, then you don't hear nothing, da-da-da. That's not the case in this particular instance. Like, in this particular instance, they were trying to keep things hush-hush so that they could get her home without it being much incident. 
But again, we raise we raise the stake every time we added more value to the fact that we wanted her home. Um, and so now you get an arms dealer getting traded for a basketball player. The math, it ain't mathing, but it mathing. It's, it's mathing to some extent. My whole thing is I just didn't want her to die there. And there's still a possibility that she might die there. Now, I'm just throwing this out there. Hypothetically speaking, if this guy dies, in, if this guy dies in our custody, she's never coming back to the U.S. Let's just say something happens to the the deal is off the table. Russia will ask for something else. They, I don't know they, what else they could ask for. We he already, he's not the end all be all. We we, we got are, plenty of <laughs> other prisoners of theirs. I mean, it would most likely, most definitely uh, disrupt whatever they're trying to do. Um, because now he is somebody. Of high interest. He's been somebody of high interest, though. He's not nothing new. She's something new. There's somebody in that fucking prison that's with him that's like, man, I want to off this nigga. You think he's still in prison, nigga? <laughs> he's where's not in the, prison right now. Where's this man at right now? He is in some holding cell that is very heavily guarded. He is not in no gen pop or nothing like that getting prepared to be swapped to Russia. That That's not how this goes. A part of me feels like this swap deal is not going to happen. Part of me feels like if it doesn't happen, it feels like it's too good to be true. How so? It's a terrible deal for the U.S. No, no, no. This is a bad deal. But is this the deal that the U.S. really wants? No, it's not. But they're going to do it. I don't know if I was if I was the U.S. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm just thinking about it on like some strategic shit. What are we really getting back? We get we getting hurt back. But what are we really doing? Well, like like we spoke about last week, they added wheeling in there and. I've been saying, homie got four different uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, what you call it, citizenships around the world. So okay. Okay. I don't know what that means. And I'm not, again, I don't want to be one of those conspiracy theorists, but. Just don't take away my dual citizenship. He, uh, you know, I would presume that with four different dual citizenships. He's, he's doing something. He's doing something. <laughs> he's doing something. Of high importance. Why you got I'm four? A, I'm going to leave it at that. He must be doing something of high importance. So Why you got four, sir? <laughs> so if you if you going to get him and her back for the arms dealer, man, and y'all comfortable with that, I think that I understand that. Now, do I think it's a fair swap based off of what they're saying he is and what she is? Not at all. But the U.S. is going to do it because the, the citizens has, have raised her stock, which in one way is good, right, on, on this – on, on one end, it shows that the U.S. citizens care about her, so y'all need to do something. But on the other end of it, it makes it easier for Russia to be like, give me that nigga that we know as soon as he touched dirt, he going to blow some shit up. Now, I know for me, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I feel like we give it to y'all raw on this show. Sometimes we put the condom on, sometimes we take it off. I think I'm. this is not going to influence me to watch WNBA anymore than it already hasn't. I just care about black people. I don't give a fuck about who she's married to, her sexuality, what she identifies as. The same way I wanted ASAP to be brought back from Sweden, that's the same way I want her to be brought back from Russia. It's the same fucking energy. That's why I'm at with it. Will I watch more women's? Maybe. 
But the likelihood of that happening for me is slim to none. That's not necessarily something I'm interested in. I'm interested in her getting her ass back here, though. The way that it's going, I'm really not comfortable with it. But if this is how it's going to go, damn. I can only imagine the trauma that's going to come behind this when and if she comes back here. If I was her, I'm not playing basketball ever again. Not doing it. I had to go through this shit to get back. Oh, no, I'm not doing this shit again. I'm definitely not playing overseas again. That is over for that. But basketball is not what did it to her. Yeah, I, I know. But basketball is basketball is like the kind of basketball is 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 kind of like the catalyst to why she because she was over there doing her profession. And she was leaving to come back here. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily know if the connection of I think she probably will never play for them again. Oh, yeah. Hell, hell but no. I don't know if she would say if 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 she truly loves basketball and that's part of who she is, her identity. Her DNA. I don't know if, if I'm connecting the two together besides the fact of my profile was high enough for them to use me in the way that Russia is obviously using me. Mm, so you think if she wasn't a champion, she wouldn't be glorified like this? If she wasn't she's a high... just a regular basketball player. Not even if she was a regular person. Wouldn't it, oh, well, it, yeah. She might like they have a story, I think, that keeps going about about a white lady that something similar happened to and they only gave her six months or something like that. Some wild reduced amount of time. Mm. So because her profile is so high. That's why Russia is doing this. If this was Charlemagne, Steph Curry, anybody who has a name, they would have did this. And if it was Steph Curry or LeBron or whatever. I think things would have been ten times worse. Oh uh, yeah. If they if this was LeBron, they would have probably get that nigga twenty five. They just who would need to be swapped would need to be more than the arm dealer. Oh, it would have to be way more fucking people. Oh so, yeah, y'all really need this nigga back. He was helping the economy. <laughs> yeah, like there would be no. All right, da 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 da. da. There, it would be some big shit on the table. Y'all niggas need. All these sanctions y'all got on us, take them shits take, off. Right. That would have probably been the first thing that went off. I take all the sanctions. Yeah, get these sanctions out get of the, here. Get these banks back rolling in our bread. Come on. Right. So I just think that Russia, quote unquote, lucked out. They got someone who was of big enough stature. And Britain. But, but not big, big like that. Because, you know, if it was another type of person, niggas might have showed up with guns at their door. Like, hey. This is <laughs> I could see, I could, I, I'm kind of seeing the bigger picture now. This swap is going to hurt the U.S. This, this shit is going to hurt us. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people feel that way. This like, it's not us. a good swap. It's not a good swap, bro. It's but not, at the end of the day, good. you know, you want Britney back. So, I think, I think if Britney's a real one, I don't think she would do this. If Britney's a real one, Britney would say, yo, fuck the swap. Keep me here. Uh, she's not doing I, I that. know. I know what this is going to do to my country. I don't think it hurts the U.S. to that extent, and I don't think that she would ever want to do that. I don't think she would be a martyr like Nobody that. Nobody would ever do that. But, um, And I don't think it hurts the U.S. to that extent. I think it hurts the U.S. to the extent of we're losing this trade, but the U.S. is still the U.S., and the U.S. <laughs> and Russia still got billions of sanctions on them that is killing them. And Russia so, doing all type of deals with China right now we don't even know about, man. Nah, China had backed off them for a minute. So, I don't even know how that relationship is looking right now. We're going to see. We're going we're gonna to see. I mean, the world is in a very interesting space. They're saying that uh, 
China is on pace to outgrow the U.S. economy by 2025. So by 2025, they will be that's, the number one economic superpower. Nigga, that's around the corner. Three years from yeah, now. Yeah, they've like quadruple. Um, quadruple ain't even it. They Their GDP has grown like a hundred times over the last 50 years. Shit. So they on some other level of growth, but... That has a lot to do with the outsourcing of materials and stuff like that. That's a whole nother episode, though. Yeah, we're in a tough space right now. Um, you wanted to talk about Ashley Lockhart, who was stabbed? Yeah, so uh, the mother of six was stabbed on... Today is what day? Was, was that... Was, uh, yeah, I think that was today, actually, that shit happened. Um, she, was, she was stabbed multiple times um, in the face... Um, by somebody um, who they didn't say if this person was with her. They did say this person had a restraining order um, and this person broke the restraining order and, you know, opened the driver's side door of her car and started stabbing her. She was in a passenger seat and this was like basically broad daylight type shit. And yeah, mother of six, RIP to her. Um, I don't know what's wrong with niggas, man. Niggas, niggas actually don't know when to just let go. I think there was a situation where they probably was together. Um, the photos that they showed, they did block out a man's face. He could, in fact, be the father of those six children. And niggas just don't know when to let it go. Niggas don't know when the party's over. All right, bro, yo, it's time to go home now. Niggas don't know when the relationship is over. Restraining order should have told you that shit was over, bro. I mean, if you got to get that, I mean, you was literally being physically abusive to her. And lo and behold, nigga, that physicality turned into a detriment. So RIP to her. Black women still in danger in 2022. Yeah, um, I'm not trying to equate the two, but same type of scenario of, or gives the same type of energy of Irv Gotti talking about the sex life of... Him and someone he hasn't dealt with with over 20 years. Good Lord. I mean, obviously, there's, it's not the same scenario, but it's the energy that I'm referring to. Oh, yeah. In terms of not just leaving somebody alone. Um, I don't know the details of the case besides the horrific way that the young lady passed and that they have the man that they were, that's a suspect in custody. Um, they said the knife was still found in her head at the scene of the crime. Yeah, disgusting stuff. I hope they put him under the jail. And unfortunately, men are still in this mind state where they believe they own women. Yeah. Whether they say that or not is a different story, but the way they act. A A lot of men act as if they own women for the rest of their life. If you've been with this person and y'all moved on, it's crazy. You'll go on to fuck 50 bitches and then find out that she got a man or find out that she's doing well without you, have a hissy fit and and go and, and attempt to physically harm her. And in this case, do it. But you said you loved her. All right. By saying, saying you loved her and then at the same time, again, you got three other girls that you're dealing with. One just called your phone. Nigga, it's clear as day you moved on. I don't get it. But I see. Can't. We see this. We see this all the time. It happens see, every fucking day. We see men like 
clearly move on, but be stuck. As soon as they hear their ex is doing well or their ex got a man that's making six figures when they still stuck working at CVS. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Nicole Linton, uh, a nurse, 37 years old. She caused a pileup because she was driving at 100 miles per hour, somewhere between 100 miles and 80 miles per hour. Trying to commit suicide. My God. Is that what they said? Yeah. Interesting. Um, over, over a nigga. Interesting. I didn't read that part, but that's wild. Um, and killed over six uh, people. six people. Yeah, six people. One of them. One of them was fucking pregnant. Yeah, one was pregnant. Oh my god, jeez. They're thinking about giving her ninety years, or she's going to be facing ninety years, rather. I mean, she's definitely getting convicted. We all know this. How many years she gets, it doesn't matter. The moral of the story, she's going to jail, and I think her bail is set to like what nine mil. I don't know. She's going to jail. Nobody's paying that bail. She's, by the way. she's going to jail. Um, That's the moral of the story. She's going to jail. And then somebody else said that this was a traveling RN. Always online, always posting videos, and she threw her life away over a nigga. Then I had to read it more. It was like, yeah, it was some nigga that I guess she found out was doing some next level shit. And she tried to hurt him by killing herself. That's why she did what she did. Some people... And she wasn't drunk, by the way. No, but some people... Some people think that that's the answer. We're here to tell you right now that's not. He will not be hurt by you losing your life. No. He will most likely go to the funeral and then smash a chick who's going to give him sympathy. That's a big fact. Actually. That same night. Uh, that, 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 that's a fact. So for anybody thinking that like self-harm, because niggas do this shit more than I think women, honestly. Yeah. Niggas will be on a, 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 home, a girl's phone talking about, I'm going to kill myself if you don't take me back. Listen, that shit don't, that ain't it. First of all, stop playing off of... Like people's real pain because people really do do these things. Yeah, they're really not here right now. And stop stop using that as a means and a tools of manipulation of your partners. Like, and I don't I don't know what I don't know how she thought this was gonna elevate the situation and make him hurt, but it wouldn't. I'm telling you now, take <laughs> a nigga would have had maybe a day of being like, damn, my ex really gone, right. And he'd be at a pool party by this Sunday. So, um, Brianna Taylor, the feds came down on the cops. Thank fucking God. Decided that they were going to prosecute. Um, we're going to see where that goes. Somebody may get convicted. Somebody may not. I don't. I don't really know. Um, but as we spoke about before, the fed conviction rate is pretty high. Uh huh. So, we'll see how that goes. Okay. And Travis McMichael mm. is getting life. I had to go to YouTube for that one. Plus 10 years, I think, for the Ahmad Arbery um, murder. We're getting, Arbery, sorry. We're getting somewhere now. Now we're getting somewhere. I saw that. I said, yeah, we're getting somewhere now. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, this week, there were a lot of convictions for the deaths of black people. Yeah. We're getting somewhere now. So the Justice Department, somebody, somebody working overtime. Somebody get that motherfucker. Whoever's in there, give them a raise. Justice Department's working. I mean, that's why I do feel like us as black people, we have to stay in tune politically because 
This is Biden administration's Justice Department that is doing these things. Okay. So for everybody who has a critique about Biden, he's done a bunch of things that benefit black people over his tenure. He just he just got to stop falling off of aircrafts. I mean, he old. He ain't gonna stop that. I pray he stopped that. There's, um, there's been, we have we've had a lot of old presidents. I don't really be, not this been. age. He's the oldest. Uh, all right, Biden, <laughs> you're making history. But you're gonna you're gonna keep making history in a row and stop getting COVID. You're getting COVID more than anything now. Stop. Um, the Senate passed a bill that should be giving relief on inflation and supposedly um a couple oh climate change and a couple other things. I definitely saw that. Um, but the House would now have to pass it. We'll see what happens. Um, Interesting times, Oren. What's the tough knot? Uh, tough knot. Man, everything everything that glitters ain't gold, man. We didn't hear that a thousand times, but you could apply that shit to anything. Job, career, life, text messaging, women. Man. Everything that glitters ain't gold. Um, what would dad say? Dad would say the life that you want, go for it. I think oftentimes we stop ourselves from getting what we want and what we desire. So I want everybody who made it to this part of the episode to grab a, a pen and paper, preferably a notebook that you're going to keep um, and that you look at often. Write in your journal. And I want you to envision what it is that you really, truly want for your life. And I'm not talking about some generic shit. I want a billion dollars or I want a, a jet or nothing superficially just out there. I want you to really think about what you want for your life. I want you to visualize it, the type of life that you want. And I want you to start to think about how you're going to get there. Really, truly think about it. What is it going to take? Get specific, get detailed, break it down. If you want a million dollars, cool. Now you got to figure out how much does it take to get a million dollars? How much do you need to make a day? What would you be comfortable doing making that type of money? What would you be comfortable like living in? To get to that point. And what I mean by living in is like, are you willing to tighten your belt and not spend money on other things? Are you willing to work 16 hour days? Like, what are you willing to live in in order to get to that spot? Um, And if you're not, then cool. Maybe that means that a million dollars isn't actually your goal. Maybe it's a million dollar lifestyle. Mm. And if that's the case, maybe you don't need to make a million dollars to live what you think is a a million dollar lifestyle. Hmm. Go back to the drawing board, reassess the plan, and then get there. So that's what I need everybody to do. Another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties. We out of here.